Hey there. You probably know that we have a bunch of shows on the network over at duckfeed.tv, but I wanted to encourage you to go check some of them out. Specifically, watch out for Fireballs. This is the other big show on the network, but it's apropos of this discussion because if you like the approach that we take in the off-seasons, talking about games a little bit more zoomed out, uh, you know, one or two episodes per uh, per game, then Watch Out for Fireballs might be right up your alley. Uh, you can find it at watchoutforfireballs.com or at duckfeed.tv or iTunes. Uh, we've covered some amazing stuff even just this year. Mega Man 2 and 3, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. We just did a special episode about Nintendo Power. Um, all of that. It's like a game club kind of thing. So go check that out along with a bunch of other stuff on the network. Uh, we'll be telling you about more things like this as they come up. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Let's listen to this episode. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat. It is a forgotten favorite. A lot of things are forgotten. Yeah, so many things forgotten. Um, And this week we are concluding our discussion of Salt and Sanctuary. This is episode number three, so go back and listen to the previous ones for generalities and the bulk of the game up to this point. The last episode we covered the mire of stench and we got... Uh, one of the brands that we need to proceed even further into the game. I wish I'd said an adjective favorite because <laughs> that, that feels about right. Adjectives. <laughs> an adjective um, favorite, yes. Adjectives. Uh, the Salton Sanction Sanctuary. Uh, Salton Sanctions is a, <laughs> is a different. Well, first of all, that's my favorite emirate. Uh, leader in the uh, yeah. you know in in the Middle East, the Sultan Sanction, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wrestler. That's, that's the weirdest it's gladiator. Like the Iron Sheik and Sultan Sanction. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, yeah. Something real quick before we get started, I want to say because a couple people had some feedback on Twitter. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, if you guys don't like this game, why are you doing this many episodes on it?" Um, one. Uh, so I just want to address that because it's valid. Yes, as a as feedback. Um, one, we already played it, so it's like. It would be hard to talk about this in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff in it. There's a, you know it's really mechanically dense. We barely got anywhere in that first episode, you know. Um, and then two, like I think that uh, it's valuable. Even if we don't like it, like there's stuff to talk about. Yeah, and it's kind of valuable. Like there's a like there's at least in this episode. I mean, I think there's only one, but there's really one really cool boss idea, things like that that I do want to give time to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three, the other thing being that like, you know, we're kind of what does bonfire side chat look like in a post souls world? Like we're, we're waiting for the DLC <laughs> right? Uh, to come out the same way you guys are. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like we, where it's, uh, it's, it's not just about doing things that are good. Like a couple of people have said, Hey, play breath of the wild for bonfire side chat. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, that seems yeah. weird to me. I really want to play that. Also like you can't buy switches. No, they made four of them. Yeah. they made Four of them. And three of them were given to streamers. And one of them was given <laughs> to waypoint. Yeah. And that's that's the extent of it. So yeah. we're both looking like we I, I would love to be playing that game, mm-hmm. not necessarily covering it for the show, but I'd love yeah. to be playing it. 
and yeah, just uh, yeah yeah and we already planned for this like this is for as much as this operation is just the two of us the ship turns slowly because yeah. of because of just how many shows that we do and so <laughs> getting as far into it and deciding yeah huh um we can't that all 25 of hours is going to be about 90 minutes of content we get to like put out right. yeah that's going to be two yeah. weeks of stuff for that 25 yeah. hours like it's just it's just a hard value proposition yeah. and there's just nothing else to really to really turn to right away because it still requires that we play it and yeah. you know for as much as it sounds like we're miserable when we're talking about these things we're still playing a game and talking about it and taking it apart and sorting the good from the bad you know yeah, which I find valuable, and yeah. and I know people who listen. Some of them find it valuable. Some of them maybe don't, which is yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, like it is. Uh, if you're not, you know, same way that there are people who didn't like the Dark Souls three season because they're like, this is too cranky. Like, mm-hmm. that's okay too. Yeah, you know, like uh, like what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, it's not arbitrary. I guess yeah. is my point. Like, it's not. Uh, we're not doing it because it's like, man, it's super fun to like shit on this for three episodes. That's no. not really really the case. It's more just like. Uh, yeah, I went through this this game. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have these thoughts on. I want to get that kind of down. Uh, <laughs> you know, because it did every you know every game you play, good or bad, like kind of teaches you a little bit about what makes good games good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's valuable to get down. Um, yeah, and that's and that's kind of what we're doing. And yeah. I think that you know this is the amount of time that's going to take for for this particular game uh, being like as indebted to, to Dark Souls as it is, and having the highs and lows that it does. Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking, man, I wish they didn't dislike this game as much as I do. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, we can't change that. If you're thinking, boy, they sound like they're not having a good time. It's like, well, no, we are. It's fine. Yeah, like, no, don't it's, feel it's bad still, for us. It's still, yeah, don't feel bad. <laughs> Definitely don't feel bad. It's still it's still fun. Yeah. Like it's not. Um, it's still it's still worthwhile. Like it's, I feel like I did. Uh, if I if I hadn't played through this game and like thought about it and came to these conclusions, I would forever wonder like, well, what's up with salt and sanctuary? Yeah. You know? So this is uh it's good to know things. Yeah. Like it's good to know where you stand with things and it's good to, to crystallize a, an opinion on things. And like, if we, if we had not done this, if we'd done this one episode and moved directly on a dark mouse and then moved directly on a Neo and then moved like, we'd run out of stuff to move directly to, Yep. you know, cause again, like it's not a, uh, you know, post souls, yep. post souls. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to address that real quick. I don't mind people bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Like it's also, I don't want to sound defensive. I'm no, just letting no. you guys know why. Yep. Yeah. You know, Cause it's a valid question. Yeah. We're, we're, we're taking it with good cheer. All of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's move on to the far beach. Yeah. This is unquestionably kind of... the coolest area of salt and sanctuary <laughs> because there's the least of it. Oh, we're the bad boys again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zing devil emote. <laughs> no, no. Um, the, the, the far beach, I put it here just because it is, um, the opposite side of the Island from where you started. We, you know, we have crossed the entire breadth of the game world. Um, mm-hmm. we've gotten here by taking a boat from the other side, um, over in the mire of stench and the, you know, the far fortress or whatever. Um, this, we could have gotten here before, like this is past the red hall and the, Dome of the Forgotten over the Ziggurat of Dust. And there's nothing here except the end of the Despondent Thief's quest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, like I said, the quest in Salt and Sanctuary, you're more or less just talking to them every time you run into them. Right. Um, and they the quests uh here, as opposed to shedding light on the game thematically, like uh the Dark Souls NPCs do, um, they shed light on actually what's happening. Right. Yeah. So this, if it didn't, I think I mentioned the last episode, this could be where she actually mentions that, like, she finds out that the noble she was tracking was actually just a slave mm-hmm. in disguise, um, which turns out to be important. Yes. And cast doubt on your entire quest here <laughs> when you were, you know, trying to escort this princess for this arranged marriage. Like, that probably was not a princess. No. This, this whole thing was a ruse. A, a, you know, you've been mimicked. 
<laughs> so th- this is when that starts coming to light. Um, there's going to be more information that reveals that, but this is w- one of the first major hints. Yeah. Um, so speaking of mimics, uh, the first area that we're going to go to here, the dome of the forgotten, we can get here from the red hall of cages. You know, you can approach it from either side. Um, how, whatever. This is a fairly, like sed- most domes. Yes. Like most domes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's got some dome like qualities, including being approachable from any side. <laughs> yep. So, um, this is a, a, a fairly sedate area. Um, and uh, the, the the sanctuary is over there on the left. Uh, you're probably going to remember this place um, because the first chest that you go to turns into a uh, probably one of the cooler looking mimics we've seen. I love what these things turn into. I, I don't like the mimics in this game. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it just to be. There's a boss in this in this episode. I'm going to talk so much sugar about. Okay. Like it is not just me being contrarian, but I, okay. I just think they just look like they're just kind of tentacles. Oh. I don't know. They they don't look. Um, I don't think it's that imaginative. No, they, they I, get tall and tentacly. Yeah, I, I just like the way that they kind of like un, unspool or unfurl. Mm-hmm. Like the like the animation on it is uh, is is pretty great. I think maybe because it's frame by frame. I don't know there's there, there's something that I'm latching onto. Also, the I, fact I that these are that just more krakens as well. And the curve, like I think they look cool for assault and sanctuary enemies. Okay, yeah, for sure. Like I, I think I just as far as like mimics go, like. A weird crab mocking mimic from Dark Souls Two. Like I, I don't yeah. know. I just don't think oh, this guy's in the yeah, same league, oh, yeah, that's... Like, as mimics in general. Yeah, you know, he's he's a lesser mimic, but mimics are among the coolest things that can ever be. Right, right. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it, mimic, he's a cool mimic, just because all mimics are cool. <laughs> right. Um, or, sir, or like, are we declaring a global variable or just a just a local one? This is just a yeah, local he, variable. Yeah, yeah lo- local variable of cool mimic. Um, <laughs> these are these are these are mim cool mim <laughs> Wasn't that a dot hat game? Mim mim or no. local variable? Of yeah, lo- local cool variable mimic. of cool mimic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, they they kind of unfurl into this like tentacle, tall like uh, character mm. there, and uh, yeah, there are mimics now. Are there? Were you able to tell if there are tells? Because uh, that's a really important part to being a cool mimic in my mind, and yeah. I didn't didn't notice any. No, um, but I, I have this. I have a visual problem with this game anyway. So like, yeah. And I, when I say problem, I mean me. It could be a color thing. It could be something about the desaturated nature. But yeah, I couldn't tell a mimic was a mimic until it was a mimic. Ab- after this point, I just attacked every chest. Yeah. Um, I you know there there could be some tell if there is go ahead and send us a screenshot um via via email or any of those things um I couldn't tell but there's no there's nothing there's no Dark Souls two esque um kind of penalty for attacking a chest it won't collapse and turn into garbage yeah. so it just adds a new step from this point on yeah yeah yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, the main path around this kind of involves going up and around over kind of the scaffolding. And we also have these uh, these light platforms that will uh, um, you know, phase in and out. Yeah. We've made their first appearance at Hagger's Cavern. Yes. But now they're back, baby. Yeah. So there are <laughs> some, uh, some some new enemies here. We have these Hornet Steel, which uh, is another one of these enemies that is right out of Castlevania. It's a big mm-hmm. flying archer kind of guy who will harry you throughout the area. Then we have these uh, we have these invisible creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is, I think is like a, a you know a tricky thing to to do you know in a game having these creatures. These are these are the whisper men. Yeah, um, which sound, sound like uh, uh, God. What's that? What's the uh, Doom Patrol enemies a lot mm. uh, to me? And uh, these kind of float at you from various angles, and they attack in groups. Right. Um, and there are whisper ladies who kind of attack like the pale witches. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the game is still doing a good job. I think of like introducing new, new enemies. Yeah. 
kind of kind of throughout. Mm-hmm. I just did a quick spot check on the Salt and Sanctuary Wiki. It doesn't look like there's a way to tell them apart. No, the Mimkus, which that's a, that's strike one for Mimics. <laughs> yeah, that's a, like, a lame. Yeah. Um, so as you kind of continue through this uh, on these floating platforms and kind of things, you eventually come to the uh, the first boss in this area, yes. the two boss zone, uh, the Untouched Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> is he so forever like, again, alone? Is he the, incel? The, yeah, the incel inquisitor. <laughs> the untouched in, incelator. Um, incelator and skeletor. Yeah, the guy. Incel um, skeletor? He's a... Uh, he's... Uh, this is a, a real evidence of their just like the adjective. Like, and just spinning the wheel. You know, yeah. king, hierophant, priest, mm-hmm. inquisitor, you know. Um, and this fight, like kind of bugs me because i think it looks like he's always standing profile yeah which i think is dorky <laughs> like i think it's really like the way he's just kind of floating like a a literal paper cut the entire time i think it's super dorky yeah no. this is just such a simple fight like i don't yeah i i don't know why this had to be here uh there's like their their, their story but it's mostly about a family of a kingdom that i don't know what and that you know ends up playing into the greater cosmology again just right. like you know uh uh the plus ones for salt where the idea that this island is collecting places. Right. So we get these, you know, these little short story things. If you, you know, read the appropriate item descriptions and, and craft the appropriate weapons yeah. um, that we learn about the dome of the forgotten that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's just, he's got two sickles on chains, like Kratos <laughs> chains. Um, the frustrating thing about this guy is he's always kind of floating. So you have to get under him and his, uh, his attack uh, is either going to send the chains outwards or inwards. And the windup is very similar. Hmm. So, like, I remember when I fought this guy, it just ended up being trading a lot of hits. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have a lot of HP, but he also, you know, doesn't do that much damage. So, you can just kind of tank through a lot of this dude, um, yeah. which is what I remember doing. Yeah. Um, and at this point, you know, having passed that weird nightmare gauntlet of uh, the Red Hall of Cages and Hager's Cavern, I, I feel kind of like we're over the difficulty curve a little bit. Um, we are. And- There's a couple of bullshit bosses coming up. Right, I think, right. but the average has kind of gone down. Yeah, like yeah. there's a th- there's a good stretch here where we're just kind of where where we're just kind of doing like these big dude fights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of, you take an elevator that gets you to the upper level. You know, the the, the very tippy top of the dome, and we fight the third lamb. Um, which is a pretty cool fight visually. It's like a um, uh, it's a hippogriff with a hellboy arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's a bound and broken thrall of the untouched inquisitor um and he mostly attacks with aoe uh uh, breath attacks and bites but uh it's really just kind of very easy to get behind it he has he has a lot of different uh attacks because he also has a stinger that he'll do that poisons you instantly Mm -hmm. that's kind of tricky um i yeah i remember having a problem with this dude um i actually went through i went it was weird i went through and looked at my tweets from when i was first playing it oh yeah from from last year yeah and i was like oh like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were the friction points? Um, yeah. And then, and then watched it, you know, cause I, I didn't play through it the second time. And then I, so I went through those tweets that I watched a bunch of YouTubes and stuff. And like this guy uh, has an attack that I think is kind of irritating to me where it's a like, and this is a thing that salt bosses have a lot where it's a got you. Like if you dodge through it mm-hmm. kind of attack. So he does this thing where he does an overhead claw swipe and jumps backwards and you dodge the first one, but his landing when he lands, he does damage. Okay. So you can't dodge forward. You can't dodge an attack and hit him. Hmm. So it's essentially just like a neutral attack. Like, cause if you dodge through his, his overhead swipe and land next to him, you're going to get hit as soon as he lands. Ugh. 
So it, there's stuff like that, like in this this boss that I don't like. And his lightning attack can definitely hit you while you're on the ground. And I watched, like I was like, I remember that. A bunch of people when I complained about that were like, that doesn't happen. I watched a video <laughs> of it happening today to two different people. Right. Uh, so he definitely can do that lightning thing while you're on the ground, which I think sucks. Yeah. Um, so I think this guy's kind of bullshit. Like he's not Tree of Men bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't like this boss very much. Yeah. I just I don't remember having any having any problems with it. Like the like literally the only thing I made a note of was his, his appearance. Yeah. It yeah. depends also on your DPS too. Like you probably were doing more damage than I was. Maybe. But um, by this point I was using those shears. So Yeah. 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 Which I I never ended up getting. Um after you uh you beat the third lamb, um, you talk to this this character named the Luna Sage who shows up yes. and gives you the hard light uh brand. Which is that you walk on these blue light platforms as long as you have your torch out. Yes. Um, and God help you if you're like me and you didn't. Well, no, <laughs> the Luna Sage never says anything about the torch activating that. Mm. So God help oh, you if you you're like me. On the yeah. And then just like j- jumping and dropping and losing all of the souls from the third lamp fight. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I had to go and actually like do a search. Like I think it was like a Yahoo answers. Like pull out your torch, you dummy. Oh, cool. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, and she tells you, uh, she also explicitly says like, Hey, these buildings don't belong here. This right. is a weird inception amal- amalgamation of mm-hmm. other yeah. lands and says like, either like, this is just a theory that I have right now. But, um, if you find a place called the ruined temple below this, then, you know, we'll know that you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, this hard light brand lets you get into a couple of different places. There's an optional place that you can get to from the, uh, red hall of cages, um, uh, through an illusory wall uh, that gets you to Cran's Pass. Cran. Cran. How are you naming your characters? <laughs> Cran. Uh, He's crantastic. <laughs> Cran believable. Yeah. Um, so uh, this introduces a new covenant. This is the House of Splendor, uh, which obsesses about amassing wealth. I I didn't look and see how that manifests in their um in, in the items that they uh, unlock for you, but I like that thematically as a group of people yeah. who you know recognize that we are mortal, so we have to surround ourselves with uh, material things to and know the, that we they exist. wear these cool gold masks, yeah, and stuff like they look cool. They also um I guess this is something where it's it's you know it's obviously about gaining gold and a lot of their items lead to that, but one of their covenant rewards is this golden wine, which is. A huge buff. Mm. Uh, you can take it. So that's that's kind of a, you know, it's a high level item. Yeah. And appropriately so, because we're, you know, well over halfway through the game and they just introduced this covenant. Yeah. So. Yep. Dig these guys thematically. Kranz Pass itself is mostly just a small little test of wall jumping with a hard light um, mm-hmm. and knowing when to when to activate it and when not to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and the boss here was I didn't I didn't get to this guy. I got okay. to the, the covenant. Maybe I did fight this guy. Um, I didn't fight uh, Merdelia Mal. That was the. Oh, and I didn't yeah. beat the Forgotten King. Those are the two optional bosses I didn't get. Maybe I did fight Ronan Cran. Um, <laughs> the boss here is like a dual fight, and yeah. people have said I've seen this written elsewhere that this is like Salt's trying to do or like their take on Artorias. This is supposed yeah. to be an Artorias homage uh, with the character and kind of his backstory and stuff. I can I can see it a little bit. Like it's a fun, mm-hmm. it's a fun enough fight. The problem is, it's way too easy for an Artorias style thing. It, it's um, very weird when it come when it shows up. Yeah, you know, like it is. Uh, it's it's very late in the game, and it's pretty easy. Yeah, because because like the, like this is a weird thing. I wonder. I would love to know the decision making process behind this balance decision, but he will charge up, and you know, when he is charged and aggro, he does more damage. However, the charging takes a very long time. And he's incredibly vulnerable when this happens. And you can knock him out of it. 
Right. So, th- which again, that's that's Artorias. Artorias does that. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very close. Like this might be one of those things where the game in the transition from 3D to 2D just kind of loses something. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when Artorias starts to charge up, unless you're very close to him, you're not going to have time to knock him out of it. Mm-hmm. And it ends with a really devastating AOE. So like it's a real risk reward thing because yep. Artorias is the best boss in that series. <laughs> um, here, uh, because it's 2D, like you're always pretty close to Ronan Cran. Like you're pretty close to every boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, at all times. Like, you know, the the, the game doesn't give you that much space to work with. So if he starts charging, there's no reason not to just go up and wail on him, wail on him and knock him out of it mm-hmm. and just get tons of free damage. Yeah. It's so much easier to change your priorities within an encounter when it's in 2D like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and just and that's just a whole it's literally a dimension of space you're not worried about. Yeah. So uh, getting close to somebody is much more complicated. Like and there's a lot of enemies that do kind of ground hazards and stuff in this game. Um, but you there's you know, that's a nail and you have a hammer. Yeah. You know, like there's one way to get through that, you know, and you just roll through and it's fine. Yeah. Um, His backstory, um, one Ronan Cran, he once served Jarrett, the King of Storms, um, who we have met, but we don't even realize it just yet. And, um, you know, he was dishonorably discharged and, you know, kind of set up shop here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like a knight. With, he's a hunched over knight with a weird scale of face. <laughs> like it's a, it's a it's a fine design. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the critical path takes us to the ziggurat of dust. Yes. This the, is uh, the something most... from column A of adjective from column B. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, it's funny when we talk about this stuff in Slack or when I was kind of grousing about this stuff in Slack and I said like, Oh, I'm stuck in the ziggurat of dust. And people were just kind of like laughing. Like, are you, you're, you're no, nobody's named that. Nothing's named yeah, that. You're, you're making you... that up, right? Yeah. 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 Um, this is the, the, the building that is most obviously out of place compared to the things that we have seen so far, mm-hmm. um, specifically because it is like this Egyptian desert architecture, you know, this is like a, like, like a pyramid that is full of completely different, um, enemies, uh, that we've mm-hmm. seen before. Yeah. Um, so you have to get in through the bottom and you can just also climb right over it. Yeah. Weirdly enough, like it is a pyramid with like steps, uh, you can do this. Um, and so this one you have, uh, this is kind of where the kind of puzzle platforming starts to really show its, its face. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, because you have all the movement brands at this point. Um, and this is where it starts doing one of my favorite things about the game, which is the weird upside down secret finding where you have to do like air dash. Like this is the one where there's that long stretch where you are upside down doing air dashes Mm -hmm. to find that secret. Uh, if I recall Yeah, yeah, and in the kind of lower right of the map. Yeah, um, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so disorienting to be doing platforming upside down <laughs> and messing around with that. And that's such a strength of this game. Yeah, like that stuff is really, really cool. And it's it's on offer here. Like, this is yeah. where it begins and it will continue. Like, we'll be there'll be a lot more of that stuff. Yeah, I, I dig this level a lot. Not, you know, like the, the, the combat is just kind of there. Like, it's always mm-hmm. been, you know, they're they're enemies and we're going to talk about them. But um, just the fact that they can assume that you're going to have all of the brands, you know, you're, you're going to get your last one here after you beat the first boss of this area, that they can build these really cool little runs that you're going to do um, going in and out of uh, um, gravity, gravity flip. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has a tremendous amount of variety and flexibility. And I love, you know, when a game makes makes me look at a space in a different way yeah yeah they do it really well here too because um one of the things that salt does really well i think and this is hard to do in a, in a 2d game um is have the like you see the treasure well before you can get it yeah you know so then you start puzzling out like how do i get to that <laughs> um that's something souls like is always on like oh there's a glowing thing out on that island you know or something like that yeah um but this uh 
you know, comparatively, I talked about this in the first episode, you're seeing such a small space. Yeah. Like you're seeing the equivalent of like six feet in front of you and behind you if you were in Dark Souls. So to be able to do that, um, that kind of foreshadowing well is pretty cool. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, and I also like using the uh, the blue light to kind of create these shoots and extend the uh, the wall jumping space. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's fun and good. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, some so some enemies that we see here, uh, we get into these enemies that are just kind of redesigns or they just fit into a slot. So the bound Aerox is just, hey, what about a large Wolfman creature? We've we've had a couple of those. Um, this guy's gimmick is that he's blind, so he doesn't have a very long leash for following you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and consequently tough. Yeah. Right. Like, so he, like he hits hard and stuff. So you don't want him to, to follow you. <laughs> he hits you know, hard and he works hard. He, he hits hard and he plays hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the leech, 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 leech. This is the human. I, I, leech. This is the, uh, the caster. Yeah. Uh, in this area who utilizes poison. It's yeah. kind of poison fog area denial. Mm-hmm. Kind of attack. Yeah. Uh, the clay hybrid is just kind of a tough melee type. Um, again, uh, is kind of this feral beast with a large clay mask doesn't really pop up too much yeah it's something you when you said that like they've kind of started reskinning enemies at this point they kind of unlocked something and I, I can't remember if i mentioned this before but like there's like an element to this where it's nice to have this variety mm-hmm. um as you continue through but at the same time like if you don't have to approach them in a different way me- you know mechanically or tactically like what's really the point yeah you know, like they, they've introduced a couple enemies where they, they really do change things up. Like I don't think this is true of the entire game, right? Mm-hmm. Like those eyeball monsters, those little fly, flame skulls, things like that, like are things you had to approach differently. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the game doesn't really need this great variety of big hulking thing that will charge you for a short time. And there's just a lot of them. So there's that there's that thing that we that, that we praise that the game is this you know huge amalgamation of places from elsewhere. If they were just um, you know these very disparately themed locations, you know from all around the world, it would feel off if the enemies were not themed appropriately. Yeah, well, of course, but it, I think it just it makes me wish that you know yeah it would be weird if they oh, were just, just <laughs> oh here's this guy again yeah but just like what if the the enemy had something to do with the place yeah yeah you know like that's i mean that's that's kind of a like there's there's no dungeon ecology yeah if there's yeah, just there's, like a little bit more density of, of of ideas right like there's no there's no reason for this enemy to be in this place you know he doesn't take advantage of the aspects of this place so you don't run into enemies that like interact with the fact that you can be on the walls and ceilings all the time yeah yeah you know that would be an interesting thing to do um, maybe they tried it. Maybe it's too difficult, you know, because mm-hmm. you're already concentrating on doing upside down platforming. Yeah. They don't need creatures crawling and, and having to do like lots of battles and shit. Yeah. But they don't they don't enter like the, the platforming mechanics don't intersect with the enemy design very much in this game. No, no. So um, save that for salt, too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like maybe, you know, that'll be that'll be the thing. So they'll do more of that stuff. Pepper and um, shelter. I would, yeah. Like <laughs> the uh, salt and sanctuary to you, like. I don't know the 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 dried mandate, the <laughs> okay. the, um, the the mummy shotgun. Um, I w- I would just I would like it if uh, if there's a little bit more of that. I yeah. understand that's a nitpick, but like it does feel like oh I've just seen enough of these big hulking yeah. brutes. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, um, and there are other enemies here too. There are these uh, things, brats. Like the vexing brats are just these quick melee enemies. The fetal brats are like these weird gooey baby bird enemies. They pop up in a couple of places, but I don't remember making a note of them before. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
the boss for the top area here is the Dried King, um, and this is a very easy caster boss. Again, we have these enemies that just don't have an awful lot of hit points. This could be a result of, again, me using those shears. Who knows? I didn't well, try this, using this, it. Yeah, this, this guy's easy, too. Yeah. Like, easy, easy. I think he's considered to be a pretty easy boss anyway. Okay. Um, I, yeah. But I, I actually like the way this – I mean he has cooldowns, which is mm-hmm. great. And I think his uh, his area denial thing where he sends the lasers down yeah, yeah. Um, is a really cool attack. Yeah. It's a, it's um, like lifted straight out of like a like a shmup kind of thing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but he just doesn't move very much. Right, right. Like he just stands profile. Again, if you imagine all these guys staying with their sides to you the entire fight, like it's pretty goofy. <laughs> he literally stands profile to you the entire time mm-hmm. and just kind of like cast spells left and right. But he's facing the character. He's just profile to the camera. I thought he's, he was. I thought he was facing out. the camera. Oh, maybe oh. I'm, I'm. Okay, there we go. I, yeah, I'm not looking at a video of him right now. Yeah, I, I, I reviewed him today, and I, I could be wrong about that though. Yeah. But that was one of the things I noticed is like all these characters are facing the camera the whole time, and that's silly. Yeah, there we go. That 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 makes yeah. that makes sense. Uh, I mean, we, we had a similar complaint about uh, the Queen of Smiles as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind it, of uh, this. This would look goofy, dear guy. Yeah, it's not as bad as the Untouched Inquisitor, which like literally is stock straightforward. <laughs> the uh, the Dried King turns its head. Right. So. Yeah. Um, he also does like a spread shot of fireballs, kind of like a uh, Dracula. Um, yeah. Yeah. But mostly this is kind of like a Dracula, like kind of like a Castlevania Dracula fight a little bit. Cause yeah, it like also a, does that AOE fire thing next to you as well. Yeah. It does like a, like a low stakes, uh, version of that. Yeah. 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 Pretty easy though. Yeah. Above him, there's another NPC, the black sand sorcerer, who's kind of been enthralled by the king and doesn't really believe that, it, you know, the king is dead. Um, mm-hmm. and he gives you your brand. This is your last one. Uh, this is the dart brand, which lets you dash in midair. Yeah, which is really fun, yeah. uh, and makes it makes getting around much faster and more fun, and obviates kind of the problem of how it can be frustrating to like run past enemies. Yeah, in this game, like this makes it much easier to do that. Yeah, um, you can dash twice in midair, which was something that I had to learn down at the bottom of this stage mm. um, when there was just a jump that I couldn't clear. Um, and so that ends up working very well. Like, I, I think this is a good and satisfying movement technique. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. Um, we're going to see the black sand sorcerer later, you know, they end up, um, kind of being somebody who g- gives us a little bit more information, uh, later on, um, which we're going to see here. Uh, they were on a mission that is really similar to ours, delivering a princess to another kingdom. And the details are very hazy. Like you can't remember which kingdom he was coming from, which one he was going to, um, and he theorizes that this island is home to a demon that collects, collects being a, a very important verb in this. Um, so his quest eventually leads him to the Shivering Shore, having retraced all of his steps, but kind of in a Dark Souls 2 style fashion, having lost his memory as well. Yeah. You know, admitting that, like, he's in this cycle where he keeps dying and the island keeps bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is, you know, this is the smoking gun for like <laughs> and everything he this guy thinks is pretty much true. Oh, true. Yeah. So he he kind of tells you the plot like yes, like this is kind of a like, you know, demon maybe is not quite the right word. It's like this aspiring god. Yeah. But there is a, a force on the island that is doing this and collecting things. Yes. Um, I, I actually love that he had the same mission uh, <laughs> as you. I think that's like a narrative kind of like really, really great stroke because it makes me think of like the the king of this island, uh, the nameless king or whatever. Um doing uh kind of choosing from like a wheel yeah you know like and it mirrors video games in a weird way like when you choose video game backstories Uh uh-huh um but that don't actually matter like it almost has this little meta sense to it yeah like it doesn't actually matter what brought you to the island it could be any of these things (laughs) you know that's not the point 
So there, there's a little bit of like kind of weird metatextual stuff to him that I like. Yeah. Or that that idea. <laughs> I just love the idea of like getting people to the salon, just like recruiting them into an MLM. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to work from home? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The uh, well, listen, like it's just like the, this guy who who got me into it made this much money. <laughs> I, I just watched. I've been rewatching uh, The Office. Okay. Uh, and the uh, I just read the there's a cold open where Michael Scott's trying to get everybody into a pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh, it, you, like and oh, everybody's it, like that's a pyramid scheme, yeah. right? And, and he's Jim like, has no. him draw it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he draws it. He just goes up and just draws a big triangle around it. <laughs> like I need to make some calls. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on a King of the Hill rewatch right now, and uh, there are two, count them, two uh, episodes where Peggy Hill falls for a pyramid scheme. Peggy's such a good character. I know. Man. Uh, So uh, we've got this brand, and now we have, you know, this is what peak, peak male performance looks like. Yes. Or female, yeah. if your character happens to identify Whatever character you choose. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but um, this lets you get into the lower ziggurat, again, by doing these inverted jumps on the on the underside of the pyramid. I love that. The, the, yeah. the, way, <laughs> the way that, like, okay, ziggurat, the stair-step pyramid, oh, it works just as well upside down. Like, yeah. That, like, that is a very good place for them to use this trick. It's, I think that you could probably make the argument that this is the coolest level in the game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to the other, the other levels I played and the, the visual design of the last area where the rain is falling up is very cool. Uh-huh. Um, and visually, I think this is no great shakes. Like no, I don't stand, need to ever, blocks. yeah, yeah, I never, I never need to explore another pyramid in the game. Like it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's done. It's sewers, you know, but yeah. the, the actual way the platforming articulates in this is probably as cool as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this this to me is what like the red hall of cages is to other people. I think hmm. who really like that level. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so the bottom part of the of the pyramid is literally the bottom of the pyramid. This is the upside down platforming section that we talked about that relies on you knowing you can dash twice in midair. A couple of bummer enemies in here, actually. Um, we've seen these spear imps a little bit before, but they are real problems here. They're straight up just imps from Castlevania that come at you mm-hmm. with spears. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, wow. Bed spider is just gigantic spider. These drowned porcelain, Gary, I hate these things. These yeah, little the, the little dolls that uh, like do their their leaping attack and, and tackle like six of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I'm also not into these guys. Yeah. They always kill me. And uh-huh. like, it's kind of a cool design because they're little creepy dolls, which is like, okay, yeah, you know, that's fine. Um, but I find them very obnoxious as well. Yeah. Um, mostly because I don't like things that have a tackle attack in this. No, game. no. Um, same thing with the xenomorphs we fought earlier, which like they can chain tackle you like as you're getting up. One of them tackles you. Yeah. These things, they feel, it feels like they have a uh, very similar kind of thing. Also, they kind of get up from background clutter. It seems yeah, like, like they're, yeah. they're in little they, piles at the bottom. And you can't really see them. It's not like a mimic thing. Like they just right. kind of appear, you know, they kind of fade in from background clutter. Yeah. So yeah, I, they're like traps, Yeah, uh, but like super deadly traps. Um, yeah. These things suck. Yeah. Um, so the boss down here is the blood, the bloodless prince, um, who I guess is this clay golem, this homunculus that was made of the of the dried king's like younger brother um, that mm-hmm. just kind of kept accumulating dust and dirt and became bigger. Uh, cool story, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. This boss is pretty much just uh, what is it the 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 kraken cyclops all over again. Very you're very similar, except you're you're just like literally fucked if you keep any distance, right? From him because he does this belly flop attack, which um, <laughs> I don't know how you avoid. Right. Like my roll is not long enough to keep enough iframes to get through it. And he will kind of chain do it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be close to him 
Um, the frustrating thing about that, though, and this is something I like found my old tweets about, like, which is a weird thing. Like, I did like a paste bin of all my old stuff. It's really nice to have my own notes, actually. Oh, yeah. Going back through this, like, yeah, um, I should do that more often. But the uh, the uh, just for me, like I'm not saying like I should publish that, you know, mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the world. But it was very useful for me to go back to this. Yeah. Um, the thing about uh, his him doing that at distance is that because this game has tons of knockback, um, if you get hit by that first like pound down, which has a pretty slow wind up to be fair, but it's followed by one right between his legs, which is where you're going to be rolling to. Mm-hmm. Um, you get knocked back quite a bit and yeah. you get knocked back far enough to where you can trigger the belly flop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once he starts belly flopping, that's really it for you. Yeah. Um, Cause that will hit you while you're on the ground. It'll knock you even further back uh, from him. And that's what triggers him to do the belly flop. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you have to be really close to him and you have to not get knocked out from that, which is tricky. Right. So it's, it's not, you know, he's not which the lake hard, like he's not as hard as it can get, but you know, you still get hit while you're down and it still ends up being like a fairly frustrating experience. Yeah. I found. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I gave up on trying to even like roll, roll through him or get behind him. Like I very much was in the same kind of vein of like, okay, don't get too close to him. Don't get too far from him. Just hope that you can either soak or dodge his, uh, his fist slam attacks. So it was just a matter of trying to like lock him into a pattern by exploiting his, his, uh, his, his AI. Yeah. Yeah. Which at the very least he has a place like a midway point for rolling through him. Yeah, because the dragon boss we're going to talk about this time doesn't, and that was that's something I didn't even have to look at my notes. Like I got very frustrating with Skriorsk, however you want to say that. You know that the random collection of letters they decided on a name for that guy. Yeah, um, but the uh, this guy, you know, at the very least, you can roll through him if you want to. Hmm. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. Um, so our friend, the scarecrow makes another appearance after this. Again, you don't have to talk to this guy when you do, mm-hmm. um, if you want to get, uh, an option for the ending, then, uh, then you do want to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> he, he asks like, Hey, you know, do you know what I do? Do you know what I've done? Um, well, the last two characters have told me. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, I, yes. so, so, uh, I don't know that he is the main chief, the head honcho, yeah. but regardless of how you answer, he admits, you know, I claim them, you know, souls like scraps bound in dying flesh. I claim them kingdoms of dust and lies, petty princes, corrupt lords. I claim them. Mm. So again, a little bit of, uh, this is his, uh, his, his brag track, his boast track. Yep. Yep. He's, he's in a rap battle with you. <laughs> um, this is the next area I, I can't speak to because I did not find this uh, my first playthrough. It is like Cran's Pass. It is very slight. Have you watched videos of it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a pretty well-hidden area. You, you uh, make a couple of, uh, not leaps of faith, but you have to use the blue light, blue light brand and the dart brand uh, to the left of the Dome of the Forgotten to get up to this tree that is holding up a gigantic fortress. Okay, pretty cool. Mal's Floating Castle is a little bit close to Howl's Floating Castle for me. It's very but, close to it. Uh, yeah. Um, I like Ghibli, so, so whatever. Um, but this is just a small area that is not even like a test of understanding the way gravity flip sections work. Um, no more so than the ziggurat of dust, which you had to be in order to get here. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're introduced to a couple of enemies for the first time. The crypt keeper is kind of this large animated yeah. armor. <laughs> Boy, boys and ghouls. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> large anim- uh, animated armor that just kind of attacks with a large ax. We're going to be seeing a lot of these uh, later on. Um, and also these kind of cool enemies, these mother Merle, uh, enemies who are kind of like, 
women who are fused with uh, like like dress mannequins, like yeah. with a gigantic uh, like wire frame at the bottom, uh, who will kind of uh, tackle you and then like lower their cage half over you and sap your life away. Yeah. So okay. neat visual stuff. Like it is, it is cool. I I just I don't know what it what this is aside from a home for just a kind of okay fight against yeah. uh, Murdiella Mal. Uh, yeah, murder, murder, Murdelia. Mur, mur, mur she's, she's a, yeah, she's a, like, yeah, it looks, she's got murder in her name. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> your your yeah. naming convention, Salt. Yeah. Um, um, in her description in the, in the bestiary, uh, her species is called a murder fly. A murder fly. <laughs> With, like, you can't start trying to be funny now. Like, this is <laughs> the, the, most serious game like like it's literally there's a pumpkin head and a chef outfit and those are the two things that you've done to try to be funny potato armor and, and the potato armor and then but now you, you like the, the optional like boss of this is a murder fly <laughs> give me a break like, what are you doing yeah. like, like they're gonna go for blutterfly but it was taken so they couldn't do butterfly so yeah butterfly was taken like, was was taken by a roller derby team yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Houston Butterfly. <laughs> so, yeah, Blutter Girls. Uh, big, the 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 blood the Butterflies are big fans of Dishonored too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is like there, there's nothing much to this fight. Like it's just a caster fight again. She's got these homing strikes and she teleports, but we have other enemies that are very similar to that throughout the rest of this. And like the big thing is at about halfway through, she starts comboing with a melee attack. Like that's, mm. that's just about it. And so yeah. in, a, in a game that like, I love me a good caster fight, right? Like we're going to, we're going to see a few of those. We have seen a few of them so far. I thought based on this thing's appearance that it was going to be an homage to the dark lurker or something like that. Yeah. But no, yeah. not, not, not the case. No, it's, yeah, it's not very dark, dark lurker. It is kind of a cool looking design. Oh, yeah. You know, like moths and butterflies are spooky, you know? So it's, it's got that. And I can't, like, I can't really speak to the fight cause I didn't really fight yeah. it. You know, um, it's just it's easy. It, like there, like there wasn't that much, there wasn't that much to uh, to go for. I'm not using easiness even as a uh, as a pejorative here. There just wasn't that much texture or anything really to hook onto aside from these yeah. homing strikes. I mean, it, it it is. I think by all accounts, like a pretty superfluous fight. Uh, you know. Yeah, you get good armor up here. You get the demon gear, which is like samurai equipment that is uh, kind of like medium to heavy. I don't know what armor class it is or armor tier it is. But mm -hmm. um, it's it's worth getting. Like I used it. Um, the critical path is the uh, the ruined temple. Yes, uh, we've been here before. Uh, it feels like whenever we've left the Red Hall of Cages or gone um, under the Ziggurat of Dust, we've kind of passed through this. Um, there have been a couple of shortcuts even uh, up to the surface that have passed through it. Um, the ruined temple is just kind of this gigantic amorphous area to the point where it's really hard to take notes on any particular scenes in it. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and a lot of enemies here we've we've already encountered just because there is bleed from other areas into this one. Yeah, I remember the um, the little porcelain dolls being a thing here still. Yeah, hangman like or those, a thing here. Yeah, and those, those things suck. Um, yeah, um, another and again, just like this area has uh, a lot like a big ogre enemy, like the <laughs> thing of arms. Yes, um, which uh, which is kind of cool looking, you know, I guess. Uh, but it is just another big ogre thing. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the He Man license for this. Yeah, they do, do, do order like <laughs> they couldn't do man, man at arms. Yeah, man at arms or uh, yeah, uh, what's that? God, I forgot the name of that. The He Man Ar thing. Arley Army. 
Yeah, there we go. That's probably the name of the He-Man character. Arlie. Arliss Army. You know, character. Yeah. But he's, he's like just a big hulking guy. He kind of looks like Spider-Man when Spider-Man had that weird like in the 90s with Spider-Man like got a bunch of spider arms that came out of him. No. There's there's like a Spider-Man that is like a like a weird nightmare version of Spider-Man that was around for a little while. Is, is it like anatomically, anatomically correct Spider-Man from Venture Brothers? It's uh no. Okay. No. I mean, he, presumably he does have spinnerets. Like they never like I've never seen full frontal with him. Okay. Uh sadly enough, but like the uh he does have a bunch of, you know, big crazy spider arms. Mm. So, yeah. And the 90s were real weird for Spider-Man. Does he like go out and just like wrap up Nutria as snacks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just sets her and drinks sugar water and like <laughs> eats, eats flies all day. Cool. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah. Um, uh, I took a oh yeah there, there, there's an enemy here whose name I didn't write down uh, the parts that intersect with Siam Lake and Hager's Cavern um, have these cave keeper kind of things that are uh, again large ogres that have uh, head lanterns on them mm. that mm-hmm. uh, that re- kind of like reverse light they they, they they suck light away or something like that the head lanterns make them look like uh, anglerfish yeah. a little bit they hang on little lamps of, of their length and they they're explicitly like eastern designed. Yeah, yeah. Looks if like I recall, a, they kind of look like you know like oni, like a like a black mage kind of kind of thing, like a rice picker hat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are those I, things called? Uh, the, the the actual hats. No, the monster. Oh, the oh the the, the oni. Um, is it called a cave keeper? Those things? I don't know. I don't know. Those things are. Uh, I was I, trying to look up a picture of them, but like they have like a yeah like kind of a rice picker hat. It's, it's probably a neo. Yeah, the thing, it could be. It's it's like a lot of samurai. Like if you like ogres, <laughs> Ooh, you boy. will like that game. Yeah. Um. This is the the uh, my favorite boss concept in the game. It's really good. I was. I think this is the coolest boss in Salt and Sanctuary by like a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, and this is the the coveted. Yeah. Uh, the boss down here, which is like it's not that cool. Yeah. You know, like you figure out the trick pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's a really cool trick. Yeah, uh, and it's one is that it's one that would be very hard to execute in a 3D Souls game. Like this is very much like a 2D Castlevania uh, kind of jam. It does feel like a Castlevania boss a lot. Yeah, to me, like this could be like a Dawn of Sorrow boss. Yeah, to me, um, this is the coveted, um, and it is two kind of ghosts. The ghosts just look generic and and not that great, but they have this gigantic axe uh, that they're using, and they're kind of taking turns, like picking up the axe, doing things with it, and shooting spells at you. And the ghosts are invulnerable. Um, the axe is the enemy. Yeah. It is the coveted object. Like yeah. it's, that's the like, boss. It, it is an executioner's axe that, uh, just people love to use because it is, you know, it, it's a sentient weapon that, uh, draws mm-hmm. power from the people it kills and also the people who wield it. And so it's presumed that the spirits that are wielding it are, you know, people who died carrying it or whatever. Um, and, and it continues to thirst, uh, for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really cool boss that, like, you know, because when they uh, they can kind of keep you away from the axe, but they also are drawn to it, even though the game would be it would be a much harder boss if they just kind of, stood, you know, stood back and threw spells at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have the sense that, like, they can't really keep away from it. Yeah. You know, like, there's this, like, little sense of temptation and stuff in their animation <laughs> that I think is really cool. One of them is always kind of going for it tentatively. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really cool boss. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, it's, and it's not like a, it's not like a typical souls boss kind of loop to it, right? That this wasn't particularly difficult. Um, I, I kind of figured it out and I think that I may have one shot or two shot it in terms mm-hmm. of, in terms of time going for it. Um, but still it was great. Like <laughs> it just, it didn't require iteration, which is what I would have really preferred. A lot of stuff would go for. 
it's to me it's like you know it doesn't it is uh it is pretty pretty easy which is fine yeah. because it has an idea behind it yeah yeah um and that's something that you can't say for most of these bosses like there's a concept behind this in the same way that there are concepts behind like all the dark souls one bosses yeah you know and this is uh and it's a concept i haven't seen you know it's not just like oh this is salt and sanctuary's take on priscilla or something like that yeah, this is the which priscilla. they could do yeah. yeah this is this is this is something new you know, and like having that kind of concept is super important to me. Like I've always, you know, bosses like Priscilla, which like some people are just like, oh, she's too easy to be good. It's like, no, like there's a really cool idea behind this boss fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is that's good. That's good. Give ideas. <laughs> it's a good boss. You know? bro. Yeah. 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 Good boss. So I, I really like this boss. Quite yeah. A bit. Yeah. So um, you can get uh, you pass through this and you get down to the very bottom where the masterless nice where, where the masterless knight is at. Um, kind of right before Siam Lake. Siam Lake is the, uh, the the critical path, but he talks about venturing into this dark forest that is off to the right. Um, and this is a place where we can go to get to this optional area, the Pitch Woods, um, that uh, people don't like. Yeah. It's, well, because this has those um, those weird llama monster things the, in it, right? The, the, the spiky dinosaur horses? Yeah, that one, yeah, the, that one the shot you. Yeah, the spindle beast that one yeah. shot you. Yes. Uh, don't don't create monsters like this. Uh, <laughs> like they, they look like little alpacas. Like they're yeah. like it's really goofy looking enemies uh, that just happens to be stronger than any enemy in the game. Yeah. So it's like okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like being one shot by enemies. Um, and I know no. what they're I know what they're driving toward, right? Because this is a very intricate platforming challenge. This is like something out of a uh, cave story, except with. Uh, salt and sanctuary mantling where you have these platforms that are phasing in and out of existence and by the time you pull up on one uh it might be phasing out <laughs> mm. when you get there uh when you get up there so like that is how you stay off of the ground level in order to you know not be killed instantly right and you can work your way up and find another another sanctuary up by the uh up by the far beach but like that like that is the main challenge of this place and that is why i think it's so notorious like i mean it's hard for me. I'm trying to think of what a good alternative would be for I mean, it, you know, because it's like, like instant death spikes, you know? Well, yeah. So is it like instant death spikes? Is that better? If it's just, uh, you know, falling down, taking a little bit of damage, and having to do the whole thing over again, that's also like, yeah. that's probably the best, but it's also not great. Yeah. It's punishing you, you with, uh, with uh, time. Yeah. Just like, oh, do this again until you do the whole run perfectly. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's functionally the same as a bottomless pit, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't, really fight these guys and there's no reason to fight them either like yeah. when i first ran into these guys i was like what happens if i kill one because mm-hmm. they're really tough yeah um, and they have a okay chance at dropping decent upgrade materials but they give you like so little salt mm-hmm. and they're made of salt <laughs> like it, it's, it's these things are made from the architect and that they're specifically yeah. that's why they're so powerful is they're made of salt alchomancy yeah uh, alchomancy or whatever alchomancy so like yeah, yeah Alco- alchomancy so like the uh I, they, they're just it's so little reward for them they're just there to be a bottomless pit yeah um i mean it's and, like it's a I bottomless pit that you can like luck out of if you happen to time it just right just right yeah, yeah. i also think they don't look very cool like yeah. for the strongest monster in the game they look like little you know again they look like little alpaca yeah things go full like joke and make it a cute little ladybug enemy that'll wreck shop and turn you into a skeleton or make it look scary. Oh, true. <laughs> you know, this looks like something you could ride in this world. Yeah. You know, like this looks, this is like a chocobo. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I powered through it, um, and got over to the right to that, uh, to the, to the sanctuary for the keepers of sky, uh, keepers of fire and sky. 
Yeah. Man, why would they hide the caster cover I, behind all of behind this? Behind this, this hard shit. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very ridiculous. Like, it, it, I mean, we talked about this already, so we don't need to spend that much time yeah. with it, but it, it does discourage that build variety. Like, right. the, the same way the upgrade, upgrade tree makes it, like, such a bear to be like, I want to do light armor and heavy weapon. The covenant system discourages playing a caster because, like, you can still play a caster. Yeah, yeah. Like, point. you can get a little bit off of the, the, the three, I think. Yeah. Like, but you can't, you just can't do the, the really cool, like, I get to play with all the cool toys yeah. until you're almost through the game. Yeah. Like, uh, this is like, we're near the end. It's like a Bloodborne the- thing where casting, where, where, where uh, arcane stuff was gated behind so many different, different things. Like, this is obviously just a build for somebody who is aiming for new game plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is because casting is very powerful Yeah, in uh, in this game. Um, but I think that I just, I would rather there be more variety. Um, I quit like I, you know, the same, the, you know, this, this run up when I played the game four times getting up to the, uh, (laughs) the dragon, you know, more or less each time I quit a caster build because I couldn't out damage the, uh, the fire skulls, Mm. uh, in that area before they would, would set me on fire because my melee attacks weren't strong enough and my sorcery attacks certainly weren't strong enough. Yeah. So, um, real bummer to put that, put this covenant here. This would have been a good place for the goal, you know, for the covetous. Uh, 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 covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, anyway. Um, so further to the right, there are these cool enemies, the Impaled Knights. Uh, they're crucified and they hop along and stab at you. Um, I dig that. That is a cool idea for an enemy mm-hmm. in this. Um, and uh, th- there's an optional kind of place that you can go uh, through this long drop kind of segment, this two-two drop kind of thing, um, to get to the Blackest Vault which is an optional area that is just a sanctuary for the betrayal covenant. You can't get in unless you have defiled a sanctuary. Unless you've defiled a sanctuary and died. Yes. It's really weird. Like you don't yet and not succeed. Yeah. So you, you get an item that will allow you a dealer will, I think it puts like a, an elemental effect on your weapon, but you can also use it as a sanctuary to defile one. And then yeah. you fight uh, whoever happens to be in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So if there's a blacksmith, if there's a, a guide yeah. and then just a wave of monsters come in i was disappointed in that i was really th- hoping it'd be more people yeah you know but that doesn't it's it's just monsters and then if you win uh you you've defiled the sanctuary great you have to die and then you wake up with an item that allows you to join this covenant yeah so it's kind of weird like you have to do this evil thing and fail at it before mm-hmm. you can join this covenant yeah um i'm not sure what benefit this covenant gives you um, for kind of going forward, aside from giving you uh, a, a bit of a new uh, kind of gameplay goal of going into filing as many sanctuaries as possible. Yeah, because it's not uh, you're not invading. Right. You know, uh, this, the, the, this order of this, this, this would be the invading covenant if there was online multiplayer in this game. And that's what it makes me wonder if at some point that was the plan. Yeah. You know, um, and the um, you get like the items you get from increasing the uh the thing uh-huh. um the the uh the expunged heart okay um oh no that's the item you need actually hmm. to get into the thing is the expunged heart because i'm kind of looking at it to see what uh following items can be trained yeah you just get more of these expunged hearts <laughs> um yeah i mean they sell a couple like interesting weapons and stuff and a couple cool spells and, and miracles yeah i think and that's really it though i think that's really the idea Mm. is you just say so they have powerful magic yeah so this is this is another way that you can get kind of powerful sorceries and stuff yeah um, and, and you don't have to go through the pitch woods to get to this you can also get to it from siam lake but it is still very near the end of the game yeah yeah yep, yep. 
Yep. Um, so the boss of this area, way over to the right, is Kars Jaw the Cruel, uh, who is just Nito. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, oh, isn't he Peachy Tops the Keen Nito? Uh, no, this is Nito. <laughs> yeah, he's got the same moves, essentially. Like, he even down to the, like, plunging his sword into the ground and having a bunch of blades come up. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has, like, the same wind-ups, too. It's, like, the same... This guy <laughs> is very, very slow. Like, this is a way easy boss. Yeah. Um, and has... Uh, you know, really, really like kind of slow windups and attacks and just doesn't have very much HP. Yeah. He makes up for uh, that with uh, this kind of frame perfect teleport. Like he will just disappear and reappear beside you with no windup mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, just have to assume that wherever he is at, he can close the distance with uh, a basically at no cost. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, you can't really keep distance from him. You have to stay close to him, which is tends to be fine because he has a really long recovery period from his attacks as well. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, past him is this like kind of long black uh, subterranean beach and this is where you end the masterless night quest. what does this remind you of gary uh ash lake <laughs> yep and also uh siegmeyer's quest at the end nowhere oh, yeah. nowhere near yeah, as effective but like this guy this happy-go-lucky adventurer who wants to slay the dragon because that's what adventurers do has completely lost his uh will to go on you know his uh he's completely dis- dispirited at the end of this because it's he has you defeated his reason for being here like three bosses into the game <laughs> like it's like this guy this guy's arc is like you know an hour in yeah we should do i i should defeat this dragon then you immediately go defeat the dragon then you don't see him for 12 hours i'll be here and if you need he, me guys <laughs> he's hey, i'm gonna go kill myself on a beach <laughs> later bros um Brr. yeah it, i don't think this is particularly well handled no um yeah. Um, so the main path, and we're getting pretty close to the end, uh, takes us over to the left from uh, from the Ruined Temple and takes us into Siam Lake. Uh, which Siam is, is a place. Yeah. That's a like that's, this is this country. is like naming it like Thailand Lake or something like that. <laughs> lake Canada. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is that's so what a weird. Why are you naming things like this? <laughs> Like, why are you like this? Why, why are you going, like, going to like Siam is a place. Yeah. Uh and it's, it's, it's the old name of Thailand. Right. So it'd be like naming this like Istanbul Lake. Yep. Uh, or Constantinople for, Lake. For formerly Myanmar Lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and who knows why Siam Lake got the works? Mm-hmm. It's nobody's business but the Turks Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it, it is it is a ridiculous name. Yeah. Like I was just like, what? and and I looked it up. I was like, oh, Siam's a thing. Yeah. And then like looked it up and I was like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Why would you do this? Yeah. Why are you like this? Salt Sanctuary? <sighs> so, anyway. so you get here. Uh, it's really just a boss arena and a sanctuary. Uh, the old man shows up um, and kind of confirms what this, uh, what that sorcerer told us back in the ziggurat saying, Hey, there are all these other shipwrecked people, shipwrecked people here. They were chipwrecked. Uh, more mm-hmm. more accurately, uh, with delusions of a quest, talking about you know slaves and whores dressed as nobles and you know uh, petty thieves acting as knights, uh, things yeah. like that. And he says like, "Hey, who betrayed you? What happened to you before you got here that led to you being here?" Yeah, I don't think we ever get an answer to that either. No, no, I'd rather not have an answer. <laughs> no, no, that would be. I mean, yeah, I don't. I need Salt and Sanctuary Origins to, to tell me about it. There is literally a Siam Lake in in Tennessee. Oh, cool. Fucking A. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but yeah, he's just really underlining at this point. And it's the kind of thing where, like, it is kind of a sophisticated idea, so it makes sense to go over it. Yeah. You know, a bunch of times, like, it kind of, like, not sophisticated, but it's kind of, like, heady yeah. in kind of a sci-fi way. Uh-huh. 
Um, uh, but every character is pretty much telling you the plot at this point right? that you run into. Like every one of them is like really underlining like, hey, you know, none of this stuff was real. This place collects places. Yeah. You know, which I think is neat. <laughs> that is an but, amazing sentence. This place collects places. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. I dig it. Um, it's, it's neat, but it, it is it is kind of going over it. Like there's not since these don't exist as characters, really. Yeah. There's nothing else for them to really talk about. Yeah. You know. Yep. And uh, I would love if there was more dramatic irony around this, like if there were people who clung to their delusion, you know, this this game like is in desperate need of quiet time. Like if you just like if you came into one of these places and it was a town that was like functional and nobody knew that they were you know on this island. Yeah. You know, and you like talk to people and stuff like that would be super neat. Like how creepy would that be? <laughs> and eventually it could turn against you, you know, or something like that if, if you needed to become a combat dungeon at some point. But like. Having something where it were some people, like you said, dramatic irony, like some people who weren't in on the joke. Yeah. As opposed to nobody being on the joke and then everybody being in on the joke all at, at the, once. At the same time. Yeah. Including the player. <laughs> you know, like that's that's it's it's just it's not a very like it's a cool story that's not told in the, the coolest possible way, I think. Right. Um, but I, I could be bitter because this is my one of my least favorite bosses in video games. So, the, uh, wow. So the, yeah. like, uh, we're not going to fight about this. I just got incredibly lucky. I think it took me like three tries. Yeah, I don't. I also I looked it up too. I was like, is this just me? Because uh, Liam, your friend and mine from the Slack board, is a. Uh, uh, every time I bring this up, just like she's not hard. Which is like <laughs> that's like the worst response. Yeah, it's like, the, like I hate that so much. <laughs> just like it's not actually like your your thing that you felt wasn't true. You know, because because I looked out on it, so that must apply to everybody. Right. Right. Um, I hate that. But the uh, I'm not. I don't like it. <laughs> like I'm really serious. I'm mad at Liam. I'm not. But um, the. Uh, I looked it up and it's like, oh, like, you know, I watched like the 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 yelling gamers top, you know, the salt and sanctuary bosses ranked easiest to hardest, you know, <laughs> so I'm not alone. Like the salt and sanctuary community uh, said this was the hardest boss in the game, according yep. to them, too. And like I've seen other people complain about it, too. So but like your experience lines up with mine, where when I beat the witch of the lake, it was just good die rolls. Yeah. Like for some reason, the final time I did it, very specific, like memories of it. After 10 attempts, like I tried 10 times, um, she just didn't do cast. Like she just didn't cast. She just did melee stuff. Hmm. I don't know why I wasn't doing anything different. I wasn't baiting her into it. She just like, it was like an AI, like memory leak. It was like, you know, Bloodborne 1.0 Abritus. <laughs> and all she did was melee attacks and I just beat her and I barely got hit. And I felt awful about it because I didn't feel like, oh, I did something cool. Yeah. yeah. I learned anything. I just lucked out. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the Witch of Lake. She is a caster uh, boss with uh, with some infamy infamy in, in kind of either direction, I guess. Um, and her kind of whole thing is that she is like the the mega caster boss, right? Um, and what she's trying to teach you is air dashing uh, mm -hmm. through her stuff because all of her attacks either she has like one big shotgun spray of bolts, and then she has several other variations on homing. Yeah. Like she summons these like crows or something. Yeah. They're, they're like um, little pur pursuers almost. Um, yeah. And those will either go directly for you or they'll do kind of like spiral patterns. Yes. That's still, still home in on you. Yeah. So you kind of have to dodge through them. The thing that I, I think sucks about her. Um, and then she also has some melee attacks um, that she does. If you're close up um, that either chain or don't, it's that kind of thing. You can't really tell before she does it, yeah. whether she's going to do the follow up, which is kind of annoying, but that's part for the course here. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I hate about her is that, all of her, I was like specced up for arcane and I didn't, you know, I didn't do the optional areas in this game. There's possible I could have had more stuff, but with the best arcane stuff that I found, like the arcane ring, ring and stuff, getting uh, blocking any of this stuff would deplete my stamina completely oh, and set sure. me up for a follow up. 
And then not blocking it would always kill me because they just chained into each other. Mm-hmm. So it everything was effectively a one shot. Yeah. All of her, her cast. You just had to not get hit by them. <laughs> um, she can hit you on the ground with them, especially the homing stuff will definitely hit you on the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you get hit by one of her melee attacks because it didn't signal that it was going to do the chain yeah. um, and then she just immediately follows that with that shotgun thing then you die yeah um, it just kept happening and it's like a really easy boss boss run uh-huh you know so it's it was rapidly right iterating yeah. it. it's right there so it was like rapidly iterating on it but like i was pulling out my fucking hair yeah like i hate this boss <laughs> um and i just yeah. i can't i i don't like being one shot by shit and i don't no. like being effectively one shot by things yeah a little bit less than i like being one shot by things where it like, gives you the <laughs> illusion of being able to get out of it yeah but you really can't. Yeah, it's it's that shotgun effect or the machine gun where she does the spray of the white diamonds or whatever that uh, that is especially egregious. Um, yeah, like that will you know? There's no sense even trying to block in this in this fight is the sense that I got. And I'm not I'm not normally the guy who says like oh just two hit it bro like that's not yeah that's not my angle on on a lot of this. But like my goal after like the first three times that I died to her, like specifically to that attack was like, I need to figure out what I need to do in order to not get her to trigger that or to be on the other side of her when she does it. Part of the issue with her too. And this is something that I, I forgot until I like, reviewed my tweets, but there's a, I'd say something like 70% of the bosses in this game resist uh, blunt damage oh, yeah. for no like real discernible reason. And that's where I'd put all my points. I was using a big fuck off hammer yeah. and most of my upgrades and stuff. So it's like, yes, I could go and upgrade another weapon, you know, but I'm like near the end of the game, I'm like 90, you know, 85% through the game. You're, you're pretty well invested in a path, you know, I, and I, I've learned this move set and I really like using this weapon and she resisted. So I was not doing very much damage uh, to her. I had like a backup sword I use sometimes, but because it wasn't that upgraded, it didn't do that much more damage. Right. And there's nothing about her that signals that she would be resistant to blunt damage. No, she's burning Nor, a robe. Like the only thing that like that <laughs> she looks like a Halloween costume. Too. I mean, even <laughs> yeah. just going more into it, like this is a stupid looking boss. Like, I, she's I, wearing I love a that there, <laughs> I love that there are like crab legs sticking out from below her, like from underneath the dress. Yeah. I don't know. Like that. It feels like Mad Libs to me. Huh. Like, I mean, they didn't want to just make her like literally a, a, paper cut out like a yeah you'd put on a window you know like like literally the wicked witch of the west so they just kind of you know what could we do to make this look a little bit cooler yeah you know um yeah i don't know like this this drove me nuts and and that just like plays into that signaling thing where like nothing what something is weak against none of it follows right in this game like you just have to kind of trial and error and what's strong against none of it follows like it's a woman in a robe like i don't understand why (laughs) like you'd be resistant to a hammer yeah you know I don't know. I I hate this boss. Like it, it is really, it's like bottom, bottom five all time for me. Mm. Like I really hate it. Yeah, so. I I can't have as much vitriol for it just because I like I went into it expecting the worst. You know, hit my head hit my, hit my head against it a few times and then and then was done with it. And it was just because maybe I intuited like or got lucky with avoiding those homing things and just tried very hard not to trigger the trigger the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, the shotgun is the big problem, which is it happens if you keep any kind of like real distance yeah. from uh, her for the most part. But that middle distance, that middle to long distance is when she does the other homing things, which like are easier to dodge. Uh, but, you you know, I, I did not dodge them with 100 percent accuracy, Yeah, you know, which is what I would need what I needed to do. So I don't know. I got I got very frustrated by that by this lady. Yeah. Uh, and this I think this is was the uh, as much as I've been bitter about this game, this recording session, um, this was the turning point where I was like. I don't like this game that much. Like in my first playthrough, 
Yeah. I was like, this is too frustrating. And like, I also recognize like I've, I've played a lot of souls games and souls likes like part of it was, uh, you know, I could have like put it down for a week and came back and uh-huh. maybe not been irritated, but I was ready for the game to be done and desperately searching for the ending. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this has to be close to the end. I've been playing this game for a long time. I really want to just put this behind me. And then to run into this wall was very frustrating. That wasn't like the end. It wasn't like, okay, this is the final challenge. Yeah. Uh, and then to make it work, like make matters worse. Like I stumbled into like the next two bosses, like the last boss is good. Mm-hmm. Next mandatory boss. I don't think is good. And the next optional boss, I don't think is good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I ran into both. I ran into the next optional boss thinking it was the mandatory boss. And I was yeah. like, okay, this will be the end. <laughs> and, uh, and then I like, couldn't beat him. And I looked it up and it's like, oh, this does nothing for me. Fuck you. Uh, so like, I got very frustrated. <laughs> <sighs> yeah um so the witch of the lake we should probably say she is one of two sisters who is you know the master of salt uh, salt alchemancy alchemancy um again out like alkali alchemancy is what it says in the wiki yeah yeah uh, alchemancy like the place where salt salt alchemancy happens yes the alkali flats yes yeah <laughs> blazing across it on a dune buggy uh yeah. yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to meet her sister um, inside of this place. But this is like a gigantic, you know, techno wizards laboratory where we have these, you know, alchemancers who are crafting the salt of the sea, the thing that carries the memories and souls of the uh, of everything that has died in it. This, you know, kind of poison of expired life and is kind of using it to create these constructs and create false life inside of it. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think this is not uh, I don't think this ties into the actual demon. No. I think it's just another place in the world that they took, even though it feels like it should tie into like the main plot because it's like salt. kind of a cliche. This like black, you know, yeah, because it's salt <laughs> and because it's uh, not because it's the game salt, but because it has to do with with alkaline, yeah, alkaline flats. And the the um, and because it feels like, oh, you found the black science facility at the bottom of whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like a Resident Evil ending. Yeah. It's the Umbrella Laboratory. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so the gimmick of this stage is that there are just these Mario pipes. Um, that uh, they're like vents. They'll suck you through and they'll and they'll blow you into new locations. Um, and you just have to discern how they connect. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of using these to get to either secret areas to get more resources, or if you're like me, uh, make a balls out dash to the end of the of the game. Um, either of those requires a little bit of doing as you kind of iterate and just hope that you don't get dumped back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is very frustrating and also not like compare this to the ziggurat, mm-hmm. like not particularly creative right? as a thing. These just these Mario pipes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, like, it's like shoots and ladders. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a lot like shoots and ladders actually. Yeah. Like, cause you don't know what you're doing. Like when you go into a pipe, you don't know if it's on the critical path or if it's just going to dump you back mm-hmm. and dumping you back. Like you probably killed the enemies between you and the pipe. Yeah. But, but you haven't done you, all the platforming between there too. You haven't done all the so platforming, or yeah, if you uh, if you rest at the sanctuary and they get dumped back before the sanctuary, guess what? You have yeah. to kill the stuff on the way to the sanctuary. There's just yeah, there's just no. Re- it's like it's like a shortcut, but it doesn't. Uh, it's just one way. Yeah, you know these little these little dumps. So like that's the frustrating part of it. Yeah, and I've never much cared for this kind of angle on it. Like Pipe World and Super Mario Three, I don't particularly care for that. Mm. You know. Like, it's just, uh, not, it's, it's not what I, uh, what I'm down for. It feels a little bit like a teleport maze. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. some, some cool new enemies here. Uh, this is a place that is full of saltless. We have encountered these a lot. These are the, uh, kind of regular hooded caster guys that have shown up in very small numbers. Uh, but these are, 
um, you know, concentrated here, obviously, because their salt has been harvested or used to create these things, salt being kind of an equivalent of souls or humanity, um, and they uh, cast stuff at you. We've got these awesome little eye scorpions. Mm-hmm. Which if I could, which is a, a scorpion <laughs> with an eye instead of a body. Yeah. Um. If if I could pick up any one thing from this game and like bundle it up and carry it to some somewhere else, it would be this. I love this thing. It's pretty cute. Yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a good uh the the eye stuff. The eye enemies are the the common factor of cool enemies in this game. Yeah. And just because eyes, you know, floating gigantic eyes are cool. <laughs> yep. Um. Hey, guess what? Alchemancery knights. <laughs> They're very yeah. large slashy lawns. They don't even like they don't even look different. They're just guys in armor. Yeah. Like it's just uh you know, they're they're called alchemancery knights, not because they practice alchemancery, but because they where they live. <laughs> you know, like it, I think that's literally true. Like they're just knights. Yeah. Um I couldn't find a picture of this, the the salt fin creature. Yeah, it's like um, the big fish uh that guards the path back from uh the still the still palace. Mm. Yeah, it's like a like a big fish dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's like a like a mini boss kind of. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um so there's not much to say of otherwise about like the path to get here. You just have to, again, discern how to, how to reach it. And we get our first dual boss D U a L uh, fighting the architect and the unskinned. Yes. Um, so this is uh, a melee character, the unskinned. He's kind of like, just like a big chargey golem. Yeah. A big, uh, big flesh golem. He's got like yeah, surgical stuff. So he goes back. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> And then the architect, which also stands facing the camera the entire time, kind of floating side to side. Right. Um, casting spells, which are, are fine. Um, and then does these, uh, like, makes large portions of the level kind of untraversable, like creates these mines. Yeah. Down these AOE traps, which I found pretty annoying. Um, this is a boss where, like, if you, either one of them is fine on their own. Uh-huh. Um, it's just get one of them down. You know, like, focus fire and succeed long enough to get one of them down, and then you can fight the other one. Right. Um, the AOE thing, the AOE trap thing, though, makes that can make that very tricky depending on how often she uses it. Yeah, especially uh, because, you know, the unskinned, his whole routine is just to attack you and herd you along the ground, you know, yeah. as you're trying to avoid him, you know, In, into a corner, you yeah. know, like into into a place where you can't, uh, you know, you don't have very much space to move. So, like, I recall um, and, and also, of course, she can hit you on the ground. Yeah. So when he knocks you on the ground, she can lay a mine on top of you as well. So when you stand up, it triggers the mine. Yeah. Um, little things like that, which I, I just feel like shouldn't have been <laughs> like you, you can, you can probably allow for that kind of thing, right? Like if player occupies this space, don't put, you know, she doesn't aim there, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, it, it just isn't. So it's like, when I talk about this game lacking polish, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And that's, that's very frustrating. Like I, you know, Twitter raged about it for a night, like a year ago tonight, <laughs> almost. Um, like looked it up and it's like, yeah, I kept like having her lay a mine where I woke up. Mm-hmm. You know, like fuck me, I guess. You know, I, I just <laughs> what am I supposed to do about that? Well, you shouldn't. You, know, like, you shouldn't have made a momentary mistake. Yeah, I shouldn't have fallen down. Like I shouldn't have gotten hit while I'm learning the boss. You know, it's it's just it's very learning averse. Um, it's not. I mean, I don't, don't hate this boss like I do the dragon that's coming up or or the witch lake, but like I still, you know, I don't think it's any great shakes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, didn't have that much of a problem with it. The only the only real issue was splitting attention, honestly, yeah. and deciding which one I wanted to take down first. I feel like it's it's pretty likely. Um, and I'm not, and this is also partly my fault. So I'm not saying like this as a. Uh, oh, you're uh, not trying to steal my valor. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to steal. Why well, not? It's not stealing your valor <laughs> or like trying to like build mine up. Um, but I think you're probably out DPSing me. Yeah, pretty considerably at this point because. I know that at the very least, like a lot of the problems that sounded like that I had that you didn't mm-hmm. involve like 
long enough timelines. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I was getting to because I was not doing tons of damage. Mm, yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I don't feel like, you know, knowing what I know now, having kind of researched the game, like, there were more efficient ways to play. Just sitting down to play a video game, though, I don't feel like I was doing it wrong. Like, I was, <laughs> you know, hey, I really like this weapon's moveset. It seems to do decent damage. I'm going to build it up a lot. Yeah, not you know? knowing that it's going to... <laughs> Make bo- make bosses nearly impossible. Yeah, bosses yeah, just, that are a huge for, portion of this game. Forever, like just you know, not nearly impossible, but just be like, oh, you know, you're doing half the damage you should be. Yeah. So you have to avoid these attacks for twice as long. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 frustrating. Yeah. You know, uh, because I don't think I knew that there was like a cap for it, and this is this is not a salt and sanctuary specific problem. It's just kind of an interesting thing that can happen in games with upgrade paths like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I happen to know what a good amount of damage to be doing in Dark Souls is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember how I learned that. <laughs> you know, if, if I was only doing half that damage, I might think, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. You know, this game is just much harder. So I don't know how a game does goes about signaling that to you. You know, that like, hey, you're you're not doing enough DPS. Yeah. Outside of just like showing you numbers or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. It, it feels a little bit like the fatigue system would have would have helped contribute to that. Like, oh, if you have if you have no health left, like you need to work on staying, you know, either staying alive for longer, avoiding more hits or killing them faster. Like it's putting a yeah. little bit of a timer on your own ability to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or or it's just like this is just a really tough boss because there are bosses that show up where they're just like kind of tanky. Yeah. You know, even if you are doing really good damage, they just take a long time to beat. Yeah. You know. Um, but there's that opportunity cost in terms of build and, and weapon choice where it's like I'm already down this path, <laughs> you know, which is just kind of kind of frustrating. You're down that path and you have five uh, gray pearls to use. Yeah. And, and I'm 95 percent of the game. Yep. You know, it's like I don't really feel like fucking around with like switching this up now. Yeah. You know, it feels more intense than like if I had like a fully upgraded, you know, long sword in Dark Souls is more viable than my gigantic hammer was in Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. fully upgraded you know kind of continuously like those resistances to attack types are more pronounced in this game which would be fine as a thing if you want to emphasize it like it could be like a vagrant story kind of thing yeah but uh they just it's not telegraphed and it's you know arbitrary yeah so that's frustrating to me i agree yeah i don't like the next boss either so just if, if you're getting <laughs> cranky about listening to this like it's just this is where the end boss i think is pretty fun yeah, yeah. um but the next two bosses i think are bad so let's go through because behind the south uh, the salt alchemancery salt alchemancery um is uh the crypt of the dead gods uh which has a really cool visual gimmick like i wish that mm-hmm. they would have had more ideas or taken more chances like this because gravity seems to be reversed for everything but you and the enemies so the water falls upward like flows it rains upwards and flows upwards it looks really neat yep i think um and this is this is the uh you know right on your way to to the end as we mentioned mm-hmm. um it doesn't mean there aren't like three more bosses left but this is <laughs> this it's like throwing three bosses in the uh kill into the first flame yeah essentially um it looks really neat it's still and quiet in a way that serves the game i think yes you know so i'll take it yeah there are only two enemies here we have these crypt keepers cue the laugh yeah, <laughs> and uh, grave walkers, uh, which are oh, these. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, um, uh, the, these are like gigantic stone golems uh, that have like a growing, gl- uh, glowing green core at their center that kind of shoot these poison projectiles out in a in a, in a spread, um, and they're yeah. just kind of like area denial dudes. 
I didn't fight any of these things. Oh yeah, you can like, get past I, them pretty quick. I, I rolled past everything because it's like at this point I'm desperate for this game to be over. Yeah, and just chariots of fire is playing in the back. Yeah, in the back of my head. <laughs> just get through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a there's a good shortcut. Like finally, thankfully, uh, to get you from the bottom to the top. Um, you know, back to the uh, uh, oh gosh, the sanctuary. Uh, mm-hmm. which is going to be useful because there is a long stairway that leads to this optional boss. Yeah. Oh boy. The forgotten King, the forgotten judge and the forgotten knight. Um, so kind of cool lore wise. Yeah. Like this is the three. Yep. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, the, those covenants you ran to that very beginning, that, that religion, mm-hmm. uh, the kind like, of main religion. Hey, most people worship the three. Yeah. This is them. Like they've been worshiping <laughs> a, a dead God. Yeah. Like this whole time. and like they're, they're these you know like ruined sentinels or whatever they're they're these tall skeleton dudes who just washed up here like they they were brought here and probably just all their power was sucked out again uh the the uh the nameless god consumes right yes the, the nameless god has claimed so big thumbs up for that <laughs> yeah i think it's cool yeah um the fight itself is i didn't end up beating it um i found it too frustrating yeah um, they, they both only have a couple of moves, but there's three of them and they're giants. So they take up so much fucking screen space Yeah. at any given time. Like so much of the screen is a hurt box that like, I just found it too frustrating to suffer through mm-hmm. and, and noped out as soon as I found out it was optional. Yeah. I found, I, I knew it was optional going in. I was like, well, let's, let's go see. There might be a cool way that they, uh, that they articulate this. No, it's just a gank squad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't have very much else to say other than the fact that it's kind of lore wise. Again, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and it may, it was it almost felt like a window into a cooler concept where like the entire game, like the island gathered dead gods from other religions. Yeah. Where like oh, this is what happens when religions fail or something like that. I thought that was a cool idea. And yeah. I was like, oh, that would have been. It's like a like a though. Planescape kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very Planescape, and I would appreciate that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would have. I, okay. I, I like yeah. Things. No. No. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. I, was, no, I was expressing faux surprise. I know. <laughs> it's a. And I was. I was expressing a genuine acquiescence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's a really cool idea. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, not that the idea of the island is uncool, but this is the coolest thing they did with it. I think. Yeah. Other than just like, hey, there was a pyramid in an island, and now that pyramid is here. Ooh. Um. This the the entire the idea of the the religion everyone that the island has been uh, working towards being a, a lie is super yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, didn't beat these guys. I don't know what you get for for uh, finishing this, aside from just uh, having that feather in your cap. Compared... You get his ear. Oh yeah, yeah. You get the Forgotten King's ear. Ooh. Which I mean, you you you, know, you transmit transmit into things, but it, yeah. you, you actually cut off his ear. Hmm. So you claim your trophy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Not for me. I'm happy if people like it. Not for me. I, I haven't seen a lot of people really defending this boss fight. I don't think people think it's really good. I haven't. And there's going to there's going to be a crew of like it's not that hard because because yeah, just use a kukri. Like, yeah, yeah. But there's not going to be. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who's like this is an awesome fight. Yep, it's just not for me. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That that is the defense. Uh-huh. That is the bulwark. That if I've you uh, if you take another stairway and um, you go to the next mandatory boss, which is Kraken Dragon uh, scores. You can name a th- something anything, right? Like you could just come up with a name. You don't have like what it score S K O U R Z H. Like I hate I come on. Scores is named after my favorite sports bar. Scores. Try to try to sound cool. Um 
so this like it looks just like Seath. He's a big tentacle with yeah. a dragon. Um, he's too long to roll through and like gets you like he gets you in a corner where you can't do anything. Yeah. Like you can't roll through him. Why is this? Why is this boss? Like why? Why would you do this in a two D game? Like you can, you can make the idea of a boss you just can't roll through is kind of an interesting consideration. But you can't have that with arbitrary uh, ends on your stage, right? Because you can't bait. He jumps when you're far away from him. If he backs you into a corner, you can't bait him into jumping. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you'd get out of him. So he can just kind of dis- fuck you up. Yeah. You know. Um. Like it's so frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. Like, ah, it's <laughs> like, it's a little bit like a, like a weird, like Hylor Volnir kind of thing where like, if he gets you pushed up to the end, you're fucked. You just have to yeah. like, you know, manage, manage his progression again in this super small arena. You can do things to High Lord Volnir though, to knock him back. Right. Like if you engage with the, the boss fight and fight his bracelets, uh, video games are a great, uh, <laughs> um, if you fight his bracelets pro- appropriately, he'll, he'll go backwards. Yeah. You know, like, so things will happen to make him go backwards. Um, not that that's like the, the you know, the uh, the apex of boss design or anything either. But like, at the very least, you have a, a avenue for recourse. Yeah. Which you don't hear, you know, like, and it's so silly and gamey when you try to roll through and your guy just goes and slides backwards because you didn't make it all the way through. <laughs> yep. You know, just like, why not give the player the benefit of the like and let them slide forward instead? Mm-hmm. Like, why not round like, up? Make them take damage. You know, like, yeah, if, yeah, they, like if they fail they it, but like hit, still, but you end up on the other side of the boss. Yeah. Still shunt them. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like round up in favor of the player. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, it's, what are you? Some kind of dumb, stupid baby. It's like a bad, bad DM. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> and it, it, it's just an extension of the problems again of being, um, of be, of being rocks buried throughout the entire game, you yeah. know, and the knockback and just kind of being trapped in, you know, situations that are punishing one, one small mistake with, uh, for lots with, of mistakes. Yeah. Lots of damage. Yeah. And and it's not like there's that much to recommend it either. Right. So like, it's not only is it annoying, like kind of like ludically insufferable the way that happens, but it's not like it has a bunch of cool attacks and is like, has a cool concept behind it. Or there's a lot of like tactical depth right. to the fight, you know? Um, it just, uh, it's another big, the guy that this one breathes lightning instead of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, he does a couple melees, he shoots some lightning, blah, blah, bloop, you know? Yeah, there's just there's there's no pluses to it. You know, there's there's just these minuses. And if you didn't experience the minuses, they're still not like, you know, it's I think the best it can aspire to is like fine. Yeah. You know, it's another big, big monster boss in the middle of Salt and Sanctuary. You know, yeah. it's a it's a big caster, you know, yeah. like, like the, the, that is the, you know, column A and column B. Like if you're if you're ordering this boss on a Chinese food menu, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, like like we we haven't seen that combination before. You know, most of our casters um, have have either been uh, very small or just kind of like very thin, you know, just like th- this is a different a, it's a different geometry of challenge, you know. And the reason why the caster bosses are small and thin is because, because they can fill the screen. Well, it's because they fill the screen with their attacks. Yeah. You know, so mobility is necessary. Like you're fighting. And this is a, a boss that is like the worst of both worlds where it's like it's filling the screen with its attacks and its body to yeah. limit mobility, which is your defense against the high damage glass cannon caster type thing. Yeah. Like it seems obvious to me. Like I understand I'm like beating a drum that like, you know, for for this episode, but that just seems so basic to me. Yeah. You know, like why you wouldn't do that. But so I don't know. <laughs> um, and he's and he's just a, another Kraken. Yeah. Like, why is this Kraken here other than just like it's been 10 minutes since we've had a boss fight. So we have to throw one in. Yeah. You know, 
I, I just, I don't get it. Preaching the choir, man. Yeah. It's frustrating. Like yeah. this would have been a fine, like quiet, weird, serenely beautiful place to end, <laughs> like lead to the boss. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Make it like a sanctuary zone from uh, uh, Sonic three or Sonic three and Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Salt and sanctuary zone. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I wasn't doing that intentionally. That just happens to be what it's named. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. I just. I was. If I'm being fair, I know that you're on my side about this, but I was giggling because you mentioned that like like everyone would know what Sanctuary Zone was. Well, people would know. People probably would know. I just. I just wouldn't know. Right. I'm gonna look it up though, out of respect for you as my cool. partner. I'm, I'm, I'm happy after. <laughs> I'm happy after five and a half years. We've gotten to that point. You played will, the game. You know search. that, right? <laughs> I'll Google image search a uh, uh, Sonic area for you, bro. <laughs> um, no, I, I remember this now. I just don't remember it by name. Yeah, like I, 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 I do remember. I did play the game. I remember. I, <laughs> I know. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just didn't uh, remember what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cool comic with Knuckles talking to Sonic on Sanctuary Zone. <laughs> Knuckles is sad. And he's saying, we're cool, right? And Sonic has his back turned. He says, bite me. And uh, Tails is falling off the cliff. Yep. And Obama chuckles and says, you mean the Chaos Emeralds? <laughs> that uh, joke is actually very good. What? The yeah, Chaos the, Emeralds? Yeah, the camera. I, I know that's like a big cliche meme, but I think that's oh, yeah. very funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then we can't do that with the current president. No, because nope. we are beyond parody. We are the, the, yeah. the planet is hurtling through the nightmare zone. Sorry if you don't yeah. want to hear that, but it, yep. it came and out. I, so now <laughs> nightmare zone fucking Cole, Would you stop naming levels <laughs> I have to Google? <laughs> hey, dude. I know I played it, but I will not be tested like this. <laughs> um, anywho, um, let's put let's put a bullet in this. Yeah. Um, you you beat that. Uh, you beat Scourge. Yeah. And uh, you're you Peter Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crick and Dragon, Peter Skarsgård. <laughs> um, and you run into the Scarecrow again. Yes. Um, and it gives you, you know, if you have talked to it at all uh, possible places up to this point, it gives you a choice and says, "Hey, it persists, but for what? For survival or for dominion?" Yes. And this is foreshadowing the actual binary choice at the kind of the end. Yes. Yeah, um, and no matter the, no matter the response, the scarecrow says like, "Hey, I'm just a puppet. You know, the real me is elsewhere. Um, yeah, you know, just like come find me, bro. Yep, and you'll be seeing him right now. Yeah, uh, as you go to the uh, the still place, still palace, or still palace. Sorry, yeah, either or, either of those yeah. are good names. Still, I think is a good adjective. Yeah, yep. yeah. They, they got a natural twenty on the adjective <laughs> randomizer. Yeah, uh, this area is more monochrome than most. Like it is straight up black and white. Um, mm-hmm. with actual ambient music um, yeah. for the area, which is great. Um, I was kind of caught off guard by the idea that it would, like there was music playing behind this mm-hmm. because it doesn't yeah. anywhere else. Again, very similar to like a Ash Lake or yeah, you yeah. Know, a, a Fire Lake Shrine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go and hang out at the Salt Alchemancery, mm-hmm. again, there's a shortcut back up there. Yeah. Just kind of keeping the theme of like shortcuts that go backwards for no particular reason. <laughs> there's a there's a response in the appendix that uh that hypothesizes about that. I'll be curious to hear what yeah. say. Um, um in addition to the, mon- the to the monochromeness, um the architecture is upside down. So yes. this is a place where all the buildings, you know, you're walking on the on the bottoms of them. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um and you're just getting like they're giving you some upgrade materials. Uh this actually is a quiet moment without enemies. Yes. So uh um, you run into the old man again uh, here from the beach from the beginning. Yes. 
And this is his final appearance. Yeah. And he gets his chance to kind of make his confession, saying that he is Jarrett, the King of Storms, um, mm-hmm. and lays down a little bit of why he is here and why this nameless god is um, doing what he's doing. He talks about envy, saying, you know, a, a king uh, wants godhood and a god wants what it cannot have, right, which is which is anything more. And he prayed for power, and this nameless god heard him, answered it, and gave him this island, which drew people to him. And, you know, the Jarrett presided over this kingdom that drew more and more in. Um, and this god, however, is imperfect. He wants to be born of light, not of salt, so he is of kind of human origin. He is all-powerful but fallible, say, you know, and our old man here, Jarrett, says, alas, we are born of salt, bound by sanctuary, we are the eternally dead. Like yeah. all of us are here. There is nothing born of light in this place. There's a, um, that kind of born of light, born of salt dichotomy. Um, the guy who wrote the, uh, the lore guide thing that's in the links of the show notes of the first episode. Yeah. Uh, the series talks about that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess there is some kind of like, you know, fandom speculation and kind of back and forth as to what possible creatures might be lying about that. Like there might be some things that are born of, of light. And what that means hmm. in this cosmology is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, that's recommended reading, as I mentioned in that first episode. But yeah. if uh, if you want kind of a, someone who's done like a really, really deep dive on the lore, like I can't recommend that enough. It's pretty yeah. good. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, not not saying that we, you know, or that specifically cool because you play through it and that you're doing a bad job at the lore. Mm-hmm. Just no, like no, somebody I, like I there's would, I would there's, not pretend to, to to have done the kind of cross referencing that would be required to write that i didn't go through and read all of the nodes and look at yes. the bible yeah. you know the, the, there's a guy who did that he did he wrote a yeah. novella about it essentially and like it's pretty neat yeah um so you head down this like super large staircase staircase um you drop into an arena uh <laughs> which uh causes a little bit of damage yep um, um it's it's funny because earlier in the game the scarecrow said hey you will bow to me when you drop mm-hmm. you like you take a knee so like when you yeah. go to fight this guy you end up taking a taking a knee and bowing to him which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish it didn't do damage. It's yeah. not a huge deal, but I, I like I don't like that in the Neo fight very much. I don't like it here. Yeah. Um, and then you fight the Nameless God, um, who is a big guy, again. Yeah. Um, um, he's a large Gil- Gilgamesh man. Uh, he's got swords on his back, and he kind of attacks with a huge kind of Buster Sword guts, you know, slab of iron kind of thing. Uh, this is the Blade of Envy. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And um, kind of does these machine gun spells when you have any kind of distance. Um, and he will also grab you when you're up close. And this is a cool fight. It's like a, it is the manifestation of this duel that I wanted, you know, yeah. in, in in the game. Maybe what Ronan Cram wanted to be. But, like, this is a good uh, a good final boss. Yeah, this is not bad at all. The grab thing he does is explicitly Gwyn's grab thing, too. Yeah. He, like, holds you for a second until you're blasted outwards. It's not by fire, but, like, it looks mm-hmm. the same. It's it's a quote. Yeah, um, uh, I, I was thinking uh, false king, uh, false king Allen as well when he grabs mm. you by the face to do the uh, to do the level the drain. drain. Yeah, I, I never got hit by that level drain. I don't oh. think. I think I think I've mentioned that before, and I'm not saying that as a weird brag because like no, I, no, you know that boss fight took me a while the first time I tried it, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever got level drained. Mostly, and because I was warned off of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so and, and that's a huge consequence, and we talked about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, but the um, yeah, it is. Uh, this is a good fight. I remember liking this fight quite a bit. Um, there's not tons to it, you know, but he, it's, it's also just not egregious. Like he doesn't have infinite health. He doesn't go into a second phase. That's like, no. you know, super impossible. It's just like a solid duel, yeah. which, uh, similar to Gwen, like maybe not quite as effective, but similar to Gwen, um, 
the fact that it's not the hardest boss in the game and is really meaningful because the whole point of this guy is that he is fallible and non godlike. Mm-hmm. You know, he would want to be this thing that is is you know uh, the end boss of Dark Souls DLC one, but instead has to settle with being you know Nishandra, because <laughs> like, he's he's fallible, right? You know. Yeah, uh, kind of mechanically and story wise, mm-hmm. he's still punishing. Like this is a very difficult fight. Like if he gets you into a combo, he does enough damage that it is difficult to recover from. You're still running into um, the small arena problem um, in terms mm-hmm. of getting yeah. space to do any kind of healing. Um, you know, to, to to get any kind of moment for that, it does demand a level of perfection that we have criticized other bosses for demanding. Um, it just felt like it was tuned in a way and I approached it with the right amount of kind of avatar power, uh, to, to, you know, to kind of like make it not a problem. It's also like narratively and game wise earns that. Yeah. Like if you're going to have that kind of, uh, sustained perfection thing, which like in generally, general, I'm against, if you're going to deploy that, deploying it for the end boss makes more sense than deploying it for, you know, 20% of your bosses throughout the entire game. (laughs) Right. You know, like it, 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 for this to be as kind of hard as it is, it's not so much that it's like, it's the appropriate difficult level in, in general, it's the appropriate difficulty level for the, for an M boss, as opposed to being the appropriate difficulty level for a boss that is, you know, the tree of men that is a quarter of the way through the game. Right. You know? Um, yeah, it's, it just, it feels, it feels right. Yep. It's a fun fight. It feels right. It's appropriate. (laughs) Fun fight. Feel, feels right. Let's play Salton Sanctuary tonight. Yeah, exactly. Fun fight feels right appropriate tonight. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's not too much to say about it. Like it's, uh, he has kind of answers for everything you can, any distance you can be at. Yeah. Um. So you just have to, have to do pretty well. But, um, you can you can kind of like not quite get one shot, but you can get really decimated by those combos. But any individual hit is not so punishing as to be, you know, right. Oh man, like you, you just have to hope you're moving when he is committed to it. Yeah. Yeah. This was also, this is not the first time this, I don't know if we mentioned this. I just want to make sure it's on the record. Um, something that's kind of a weird quirk of salt and sanctuary is the way your healing items work after like work for a time. Yeah. yeah. So this is, um, at least it's not the first boss where this came up, but it is one of the bosses where healing before I got hit. Uh, and then just like the, my damage, you know, the damage registering and then the healing past it. Yeah. Uh, was a big factor. Mm-hmm. Everything works, uh, like, the uh the healing crystals on different or the healing stones on different timers a little bit so yeah. even your estus um you know does like it, it heals over time and it's not canceled out by any damage that you might take yes yeah and it's, it's over time it's not so quick that like it will be done by the time you got hit yeah. like you can get hit in the middle with it it happens frequently mm-hmm. and it's kind of a good thing yeah that saved my ass a lot of times and i think yeah. made a, like if that mechanic if that bleed over or uh kind of imprecision wasn't there it would have made a lot of stuff much more difficult even yes. than i complained about over the past you know seven hours i think so too yeah um not quite seven hours this is this is closer <laughs> to like a, a yeah. four hour yeah. Work deal probably. I just took a stab. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. It's just uh, the uh, so after you beat him, um, you get this kind of final scene with with our choice here. Yeah. Um, you go through this large cave full of candles, which is kind of cool looking, and there's a well in the center, and we run into the scarecrow. Uh, yeah. The last time, but this is the actual scarecrow. Yes, he is. He, he is off to the right, and you make your choice. Um, so let's talk about these two endings. If you decide to jump into the well and see what is down there. This is the salvation ending. So 
you fall and you fall and you fall, you know, you're not in a well, you're just kind of in a void of space until like in this pretty sweet little inversion, like you start slowing down and then you swim and then the, like your trajectory kind of changes until you're swimming upward and you are just in the middle of the ocean where the island once was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wish away the island. Yep. And, oh yeah, wishing like in a well. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and you throw yourself down like a coin. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And like, presumably you drown because there's no ship or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sequel to this is that movie open water. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also you're like loaded down with armor. It's kind of weird that you didn't just end up on the bottom of the ocean. Anyway. Yeah. You're not going to make it. <laughs> no, no. Um, so it's not a great ending, except it's good for everybody else who is not going to be drawn to it. You yes. Know? There um, is there is no downside, it, it seems, to taking the uh, – <laughs> there's no downside for the entire cosmos for taking the quote-unquote good ending. And the, it's a generic self-sacrifice. Right. Like you sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Um, the other ending, which – like this is such a, like an obvious choice. But if you choose like, <laughs> no, I will have domination. Like of course it's going to be a monkey's paw kind of thing. Um, you kind of shunt into the uh, the scarecrow. Yeah. So you walk up to it and it gives you an option like, hey, do you want to take the helmet or do you want to leave it? Um, and this, you know, has you take its place quite literally. Have you heard the sound effects on this? Uh, I'm sure I have. But I don't recall them. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put them in. I'll, I'll grab them from a YouTube video. It is, it, it is, uh, very out of character. It's hard for me to say it. they're mixed way too loud and they feel a little Boing. bit like, <laughs> no, um, it feels like. <laughs> You ever watch a video on Newgrounds, like this, like the Stickman fight kind of things, where like somebody gets their head punched off like that? Oh, you know, uh, you're right. I do remember that. Like, yeah. and that's the sound of a helmet going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's it's a little much like in this kind of grave, this grave assumption of a very dark and terrible power. It sounds like you are decapitating somebody in a in a, in a stickman fight flash video. Um, that is nitpicking. I'm sorry if you really enjoy that scene. Thematically, it's 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 on the nose, but kind of cool. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. You know, yeah. like the the lore stuff of this game is not really the problem, and like that's you know that it's predictable, but it's also you know that would be the way it was going to end. Yeah. You know, if you choose if you choose the evil thing, it's like oh, you want power? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, and and. Uh, you know, maybe it'd be cool to own a haunted island. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like if a lawyer came up and said, I'm sorry, you're yeah, your a great uncle. uncle. Left you haunted island. You yeah. just have to stay in it for one night. Like, okay. yeah. But that night um, lasts a thousand years. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then that ends up being salt. Um, you can, you'd immediately go into New Game Plus. Yeah. After this, if I believe. You get a little um, poem uh, in each of these. It's different depending on which ending you chose and which uh, which covenant you belong to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of tellingly, the uh, New Game Plus doesn't let you try to fight the uh, the Cthulhu at the beginning again. Oh, well. So you uh, you can't go in that with New Game Plus. You had to beat that on your first game okay. if you want to get that trophy or whatever. Do you just wake up on the shore again? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I stopped at credits. Yeah. And, that, and that's Alton Sanctuary, which like I... I feel like I've said everything I need to say. I know I've been cranky about it. That's going to turn some people off. Um, but that's, you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. Um, so all of our, all of our problems, I don't want to take away from the fact that like a two man, uh, like a, a two person team making something of this size and scope is impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is enough to kind of paper over the actual problems with it. So 
I, you know, I just I don't want it to come across like we're being mean. All I can think is with the amount of talent and vision that is shown by two people making these decisions and putting the work in over this time, all I can look at this and think is like, man, with a little bit more like like with a little bit more resources, this thing could have actually ended up being really, really cool. Like a two like a two D Castlevania Souls sounds something like sounds like something that's right up my my alley. So I don't want it to come across like we're just like taking shots at these two people who I'm sure are very nice. It's not even. I mean, I I, I echo that, but it's it's not even resources. It's yeah. where they're placed. Yeah, you know. So it's not like oh, if this had a little bit more time, because there is like an immense amount of like care put into the game. Yes, it's just where it's put. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, and I, I know I made this point before, but I, I think this really is the crux of it, where it's like too much time spent like adding another three superfluous areas, a couple yeah. reskins for enemies that don't act differently, and about five too many bosses that would have been better used, like ironing out some of these more fundamental things. Yeah. Um, it makes a, uh, again, like a real interesting pairing with Hyperlight drifter, which I also thought had some polish problems, mm-hmm. but weren't enough to sink it. Right. You know, whereas this is like something I don't ever want to really look at or think about again. Um, and it's because of those polish problems. Yeah. Like the actual sing down fighting a guy, it feels pretty good. Yeah. Jumping around feels pretty good. Um, I'm curious, you know, if they do salt and sanctuary too, like I would play it. Yeah. I would give it a shot because like there are enough things that are interesting and I would want to think that they switch these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would though, because like one of the things that's true is that a lot of people really like this game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we are in the minority of that and what that says, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's something where like, you know, we are both kind of unquestionably huge dark souls fans, but the people who are dark souls fans who make games and that don't always value the same things we do. Right. You know, and that's uh, that's one of the things about Souls like season seems to be revealing is that like, yeah, yeah. I think these people love Dark Souls. I'm not trying to fake fanboy them or anything like that. Like, no, no, there's they, something they love different. It. Yeah, they just love something different about it, <laughs> right. you know, um, and other people do, too. Again, yeah. like, you know, talk on our Slack and people are just like, man, I, I love that when you when you finally beat the Nameless King it's the best feeling in the world. And that's what I'm chasing. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just not what I'm chasing. Yeah. You know, so. um. Yeah, in in very impressive. Interested to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably and it, you know, it's not like an utter failure. It's probably like a C plus for me. Like, yeah. I'm kind of glad I played through it. I just, it wasn't the kind of thing that's going to bring me back. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like if it ends up being a super on sale or something, I'd probably recommend playing it because you might have a better experience than me. Um, and the good things are probably worth experiencing. Yeah, it's um, it's very often on sale on Steam. Yeah, yeah. You know, so good, good. Like, grab it. Like, I want these people to succeed. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not a game. I just don't think it's for me. Yep. Um, yeah. And I appreciate people who, you know, even if it is a bummer to hear us be negative, like, you know, took this journey with us, um, because it is, uh, part of it is getting the poison out. Yep. And then part of it is like, you know, every time something kind of takes after souls and misses the mark, in my opinion, it makes me understand more about what souls does that I think is special. Agreed. Which is valuable to me at the very least. Yeah. Um, next episode where, uh, so it's too late. If you have anything to say about, uh, salt and sanctuary, we're recording that appendix episode now. Right. Um, if you have anything to say about dark mouse, um, hit us up. Yes. At, uh, at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact, uh, or duckfeed TV at yes. Duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, that is a very tough game. Um, but also has some things that are worth recommending it, I think as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, give that a shot if you haven't yet. Yes. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm curious about it. I'm curious, uh, much in the way uh, that a 2D Dark Souls was interesting, a top-down Dark Souls 
also sounds kind of crazy to me. So it, uh, yeah, it does. It, it is like it, it <laughs> runs into some problems with that adaptation. Um, it makes the like really smart decision of giving you a map though, which like obviates a lot of the problems <laughs> in navigation. Like you just pull up a map from the menu anytime you want. And like, right. that's huge. Um, it actually, the biggest place where it falls down is the getting around things. Mm-hmm. Um, because something about that top down and uh, how zoomed in you are and how fast things are and aggressive they are, um, it is nearly impossible to run past something without fighting it. Um, they kind of uh, address that with denser bonfires uh, than you would have in, in Dark Souls, but it is still very frustrating that you have to, you know, doing a boss run in that game can be very frustrating because you will fight everything on the way to the boss. Bleh. Um, which ultimately killed it for me on my first run around when we covered it for Check It Out Comrade, but yeah. uh, I'm giving it another shot now and trying to do it in good faith yeah so so uh, but uh, it's going to be one episode we're not committing to beating that or anything it may be like a review right so yep um and then after that uh please extend us a little bit of grace uh things are very much up in the air at this point Mm -hmm. uh we're not ready to commit to what the actual order of things are uh or will be uh you know watch our social media for any uh future details about uh kind of what's coming up uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to when it comes to things that we're covering on the show for this season, uh, very much so, you know, like just pin everything around the uh, the DLC and yes. how big that is, how many episodes that will be, et cetera. How long we'll need to beat it? Yeah, you know, things like that. Like we'll we have to we'll have to get through it and yeah. stuff. I actually found out that the from release like where they want you to be uh, for that, so they want you to have uh, be at least to Lothric Castle. Okay, which is encouraging because I was worried that it would be like an end game thing and i would have to like you know since you're going to the uh you know presumably to the sable church right um i was worried that you had to like be the king of of uh, hollows yeah yeah to get to it which i don't think my current playthrough is no um but i don't think you do i think it's just uh it'll probably be friendlier than that cool and uh having it be i mean if I thought the, the first DLC was very difficult and they had you do it at like the cathedral, which is pretty early on. Yep. Um, good thing I have an end game character for this thing. They have you at the near end game. Right. Yeah. I've got so, a couple of those actually. So this, this will be good. I'm, yeah, looking I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been long enough since I played dark souls three where it's like, now I want to see some new dark souls three stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, after that, like I said, keep a, uh, keep an eye on social media. We'll talk about what we do. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, this episode of the show and like all of our episodes brought to you by Patreon our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duck feed TV. Yeah. And one of the tiers, uh, if you give us enough uh, money, we thank you on air. Yeah. So I'd like to extend a thanks to, uh, Zane Relithfjord. Yeah. What a good name. It is a really good That's name. Great. Um, we're kind of continuing this, uh, cavalcade of people who have been fans and been around for a very long time. Zane's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, going to, uh, Jackson, uh, McCarthy Huggin, uh, uh, somebody we've met at PRG of uncorrect. Yeah. Uh, great, great name as well. Yeah. Um, Canadian guy, uh, ran into him just randomly at the first PAX I went to. Oh, wow. He can like, we were out, uh, we went to a meetup for, um, uh, it might've been like a polygon meetup. Okay. Um, but it was like, it was not like a website I really read, uh, at the time. So I didn't really know anybody there and he was there by himself and we just kind of like started chatting and then he like hung out with us for the rest of the night. We went to karaoke and <laughs> it was super cool. Like it yeah. was just like, Oh, it was like a, you know, here's, here's a, here's a dude. And then, uh, is he, you know, is, is he, out, uh, was he X-Men t-shirt guy at a Lovecraft bar? Uh, no. Okay. No, he was, uh, came up and gave us, uh, advertisements for that weird Canadian tire place. Like he gave us tire box. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's uh that's Jackson. Yeah. So yeah, it's, he's a, he's a great dude. Yep. Uh, Brandon Goodrich as well. well thank you, Sorry. Brandon. I, I, yeah. I, t- I, t- I took your turn again. Somebody has okay. been, been around for a good while. It's quite all right. We can, <laughs> it's not, 
they don't mind. Why why would I mind that I get the honor to say Mike Niehaus? Yeah. Thank, thank you, Mike. Yeah, Thanks, thank Mike and Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean Franson. Um, yeah. You know, again, another person that we meet at PRGE and have stories about and have done karaoke with. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's, Sean's a great dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks guys. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If, uh, if you would like to be thanked on air or if you would like to get a host of other kind of bonuses or to support, uh, your boys, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash duck TV yep. and, uh, and do so. Yep. Um, at the time you're hearing this, uh, duck spring is still going on. Yes. So, um, it's going to continue. So if you're listening to this on early release on Saturday, uh, you're going to have a chance to watch a bunch of people do some streams. Um, if you're listening to it on Sunday, you have a little bit of a chance. Uh, you actually have, uh, are most likely to catch the full run through of Chrono Trigger that, uh, mm-hmm. some community folks are doing. Um, but yeah, uh, what is Duck Spring, Gary? Uh, Duck Spring is, uh, so every fall we do a, uh, live stream event. For the transactive gender center um our community stepped up and said like hey we want to do that as well um so in the spring on the opposite side of the calendar they do a version of it so uh cole and i are tangentially involved we're doing kind of short shifts shifts but it's mostly people from the uh our, our slack channel um which you can join if you become a patron um streaming for charity yeah uh, they have a bunch of cool stuff i think the first 25 people who donate 50 dollars or more i believe get a t-shirt yeah they're getting a random duck feed t-shirt um, and it is, of course, for a good cause. It is for uh, for the Transactive Gender Center, which is an amazing, amazing place. Yeah. So go to duckfeet.tv slash duckspring to check out details. You can see a schedule there. Gary, you will have already streamed by the time this comes out. If you're listening True. on early release, you can watch me uh, play uh, uh, RimWorld on Sunday morning. Taking a break from my usual survival horror, I want to um, watch people see my managerial incompetence as I get a lot of people killed. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, the uh, also at the time you're hearing this, I know this is a, a large admin admin section, but bear with us. Um, the Kickstarter for Atomic is going on. That is my second book. Yep. Um, the URL is a nightmare because of Kickstarter. But if you just go to my Twitter um, at g a r y b u h Gary Ba, um, you can see it as the pin tweet, and that still has uh, a couple few weeks to go. Um, the response has been really good so far. We're a week in, and uh, we're at eighty percent. Let's say funded. Awesome. Um, so I'd really like to, uh, I would love to make that and uh, can do so with your help. If there's any feedback on the Kickstarter, any tiers you would like to see, mm-hmm. um, there's been some interest expressed in uh, a tier that uh, includes Souls of Darkness. Um, that will be a little spendy because I'll be shipping from two different places, but I might do that. Okay. Um, so if it's something like that you want to see, let me know. Hit yeah. me up on Twitter and uh, tell me. And I, it doesn't cost me anything to make one of those tiers. So if I make it and even one person does it, like, <laughs> great, Yahtzee. Yeah. Uh, so let me know. Um, also with the charity thing, I want to, want to say thank, thank you to everybody who bought the diggity duck bundle. Uh, we have sold as of the time of recording, 195 of those netting $3,215 for three great causes. So thank mm-hmm. you for everybody who has gone to duckfeed.tv slash store and check that out and got, uh, got special episodes of all the shows across the network. Absolutely. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, thanks for everything. And then like yeah. ratings, reviews, telling your friends, things like that's very very awesome yeah um yeah so uh until next time what should they do cole um they should claim it on your taxes because it's tax season dummy oh it is it is tax season <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon yep Oh. There's only two things are sure in life, salt and taxes. <laughs> <laughs>